This episode of Limit Break Radio is made possible by our generous Patreon donors, including Flohi Tia of Siren, Jinx McNinja of Sargatanis, Rafan Duskright of Cactuar. Thank you so much for your support. If you want to support Limit Break Radio, visit patreon.com slash limitbreakradio. And by Alamo City Comic Con, October 28th through the 30th at the Henry B. Gonzalez Convention Center in sunny San Antonio, Texas. Alamo City Comic Con celebrates the artists that entertain us through TV, movies, comics, gaming, and cosplay. For more info, including badge prices, celebrity guests, hotel accommodations, and more, visit alamocitycomiccon.com. Wow, this is even better than I imagined! Ascalia. Because you're usually such an important character. LimitBreakRadio.com Five, four, three, two, one! Welcome to Limit Break Radio. Episode number 81. Man, that number just keeps on climbing. I know, right? Every week. You realize that, like, in the beginning of, like, spring almost? No, not even end of winter. We're going to be hitting 100. Wow. We're old. I know. Dude, that does that. That legit makes me feel old. And then you think, like, I don't know, because I, I, I've been, I've been thinking, because, dude, we've been, we've been getting kind of a lot of flack in the last couple of weeks. People have we? been, well, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I don't see them online uh, hardly oh. ever. And, uh, do, do they even... Do, this last thing played play Final Fantasy XIV. I love that, I love that I've got you muted. Why did you <laughs> You just start me? off muted. Be, well, because Papa Woody's not here, and we need an intern, and I don't have a drink. Okay, well, that's... Okay, well, that's a scout. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I if you go, hang. If you go by who has the off mic... I think it might be you. <laughs> I think we're going back to that old chestnut. We did that like two episodes ago. Okay, fine. All right. It's a bit of a tired bit. I did forget to get a drink this time. Hey, what's going on? A little bit of old bit theater to start things off. It's thanks, all right. Thanks for joining us here on uh, Limit Break Radio. Glad to have you along on this Sunday. Thanks for joining us live here on twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. If you're listening on the podcast, that means you're listening on Tuesday. Thanks for checking that out. That's over at LimitBreakRadio.com. We are live from Eorzea. Let's flip it on over to our Eorzean studios. There we go. All right, that's a better Sweet opening shot. Sweet shot of the back of the chair. Yeah, of the Moogle. Oh, I don't... Oh, what is don't, going on here? I don't... Who knows? Anyway, uh, thanks Can for... Can we show that on, on the air? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's already on the yeah, air. Yeah, it's there. We, we can't really... We're not on a delay. We can't really do anything mm. about it. Thanks for joining us here at uh, twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. If you want to join us live in the LBR studio, you can do that on the Sergeant Tannis server. That's in the Goblet, Fifth Ward, Plot 30. Uh, if you want to join us with uh, in Eorzea, uh, it's pretty empty. It's been pretty empty these days. I don't know. The whole server's pretty empty. It it's a like. wasteland. It Everything really is. is empty. You want to play a drinking game? Count the tumbleweeds. <laughs> I think I think drink if you see a player. 
<laughs> no, I like drinking though. So this is oh, the, this is the sober drinking game. Oh, we're just kidding, you guys. See players queue up. Oh my goodness. Oh god, we're gonna make YouTube explode. Our YouTube <laughs> comment section has been so so dark recently, guys. Cheer up, my goodness. Well, it's like it's like every other YouTube comment section for That's every true. channel in the world. That's true. Although I don't know. Like the thing is though is that I. I'm a pessimist by nature and uh, you know and and uh, how do you I'm, not live in the YouTube comments because well, like your second home because I can't I that's overindulging you know what I mean like like that's that's too much negativity uh, it's like the quadruple chocolate thing that's at, right at Coldstone. Okay. that's right yeah like I, I I know I know what my body composition is and so I know what I need to consume and in what quantities and uh, this is the perfect outlet for it oh, okay this is always this is just the perfect perfect outlet for all of my criticism and negativity but the thing is though is you got to realize guys that again i'm gonna say this i'm gonna say, i'm gonna remind you i've been at this since one before 1.0 when when 1.0 was in beta all right like the, dark times indeed it, it it has been i've been with this community for a very very long time and just because i haven't been logging in recently or as much as you would like or streaming as much uh does not mean that we're any less committed to uh doing final fantasy 14 content guys i actually capped tomes this week well you didn't well, do any of that on stream you dick no no i didn't no you didn't but I did Palace of the Dead. Well, good for you. Yeah, got my weapon. It's sweet. Should have shared shiny. with people, maybe. Anyway. How many yokai weapons do you got? <laughs> oh, my God. I am proud to say I haven't done a single fate since July. Good. What? So proud of myself. Good for you. I haven't done one fate. I'm proud of you. But the mount. That doesn't. <laughs> oh, no. I don't say that it's often. Very good. No, I don't think you've ever, in fact, said that. Maybe not. Right, you know what? It was Seeds of Acceptance. Specifically the one not time you. you said that. Maybe. Does <laughs> <laughs> it. Does it sort of sort of make you feel like your dad said it to you? I mean, no, he you wouldn't never say yeah, because you wouldn't hear it in real life no. from him either. No, ever since I came out. <laughs> oh, and now we're all sad. Oh. <laughs> Uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate you being here on a Sunday. If uh, you're joining us live, you can call the show. That's Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, the number to call, uh, or LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. Uh, oh. This is my second donation. I have now said more on this show in the last 30 days than Calo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no! calling Kahlo out. Ooh, uh, I totally burned you. <laughs> oh my god! I it, love it. It's true though. It is true. Uh, You're not haven't, wrong. Haven't seen much of Kahlo. He's been having a tough work schedule. Uh, the toughest of work schedules. Yeah, he's and, been having a tough life. He's had such a tough work schedule. He's been able to stream more than anybody. <laughs> <laughs> It just seems to always fall on Sunday. Yeah, What's up with that? I don't know. Hmm, the, hmm. Days, the days where he can make more money, hmm. Hmm. he's able to stream. Yeah. Hmm. 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 What's up with that? 
Anyway, uh, thanks, Capelli. Let's complain about it. <laughs> thanks, Capelli, for that. Uh, appreciate it. Anyway, uh, so we've got a lot to talk about today. We've got uh, actually live letter 32 that That's happened. so nice to be able to uh, say. We've got a lot to talk I know, about. We do. We have a lot to talk about. Uh, we've got this epic soul surrender uh, trailer that we've got to break down. Oh, my God, dude. I... I don't think I think that this is one of the best trailers that they've done so far. Are you? I, are you? Are you? I am. Are you excited? I am. Oh, I am. It's it's kind of cool to be excited again. With, I got with, a little bit hype off this video, oh man. Oh my god! Without Nika here, I was thinking I was gonna have to take that role and like be the only bastion of positivity. No, I mean, oh I, my yeah, god! No, I know, I know. I Nobody needs a bastion. I always, you know what? I always keep you guessing. You do. That's the yeah, thing I'm, about I'm impressed, this show, man. That's the thing about this show. Anyway, um, you know, before we get into it though, uh, something that I do want to talk about because you know I had made a big point of talking about this uh, a couple of months ago, about six months ago, no, nine months ago now. When that happened, uh, when I had uh, lost my job and uh, around that time, you know, we uh, we were doing the patron thing and a lot of support had come from you guys. And uh, I, again, I want to thank you because it was uh, it was awesome to know that. You know, uh, there was an audience and a fan base out there that was willing to say, hey, we appreciate the work that you do, even if the place chucking you out on your rear doesn't. And I I really did appreciate that. And it, uh, you know, it, it really helped keep me connected to, uh, you know, to what I do professionally. Uh, which is this the making, you know, making radio shows and uh, making talk uh, talk shows and talk content. And uh, I just wanted to share a little story before we get moving here, because uh, the guy who had let me go at my former mm. job, I found out this past week, has just resigned his position to go work somewhere else. Mm. And guess who was the first person they called to fill in? <laughs> hmm. Hmm. I wonder who that was. Was that maybe me? Yeah, that was me. Definitely. What'd you tell him? I told him, absolutely. Yeah. When do you need me for training? Because I need the money. Oh. <laughs> I need well, the money. Well, oh. Oh. That's this. Yeah. It's not go the way I was thinking. Yeah. Was no, no. No. Uh, well, because the thing is, is you know, my, my unemployment ran out a while ago, and I need to be able to make enough income to be able to afford this place that includes the studio with which we do the show. And uh, among, among other things like food and gas and uh, other necessary things. And again, I really do want to thank you guys for your support. We are also moving into this new phase uh, of, of content. We're making uh, in the process of making this brand new show and uh, so that has uh, provided a lot of opportunities right so you know uh, the the other radio station I had worked for uh, flipped formats and then became number one in the market so that has provided me with at least about 30 hours a week uh, in regular hours That's nice my old job now has asked me to return which I'm gonna help them out just for a week just for a week it's just like a week yeah 
it's the first week in October, and I'm like, that's really all I can commit to, and then I'm fucking off because we've got to go to Fan Fest, and we've also got to go to Alamo City, and I, I want to be able to afford those things and be able to, uh, you know, maybe buy somebody else a drink out at Fan Fest. And uh, I hope you at least negotiated a good consultant fee for that week there. Uh, no, well, if they ask me back on a permanent basis, there would definitely be some caveats, but it's actually not even filling in for the guy who left. It's actually filling in for a different guy. Anyway, but... Uh, I'll send you my consultation fee. There you go. Uh, but anyway, uh, it's uh, it's just, it's it, you know, it's interesting how quickly fortunes change in nine months. I mean, not even a year later. Uh, here I am now with, uh, you know, more work than allows me to be able to stream than I want to. That was a really long explanation for why you have not seen me stream in close to like six weeks. Like, I really... My time has really been at a premium. Um, so, uh, Man, that was a roundabout. It kind of was. Cow. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, I do that sometimes. Anyway, um, but yeah, I, I do want to thank you guys for being patient and for hanging out with uh, Kahlo and Escalia and Juxta. I don't. I haven't seen much of you stream, <clears throat> Juxta. Um, I'm streaming yeah, right what now. What happened to that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. He's not wrong. He's streaming right now. Anyway, but uh, yeah, if you haven't seen much of us, that's why we've all we've all been quite busy. We're also gearing up for Fan Fest. We're getting ready for Fan Fest as well as Alamo City. So there's some prep work there. We're we're also trying to do uh, the the um, uh, after party like we had done mm-hmm. uh, at Fan Fest in years previous, but uh, we're we're having some problems there. So. Uh, we're trying to get that. We'll we'll let you know. We'll let Are you those know. Problems that we're bad at planning things. <laughs> that might have something to do with it. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, anyway, uh, again, uh, we are supported by Alamo city comic con. If you live in the San Antonio area and you'd like to come meet me from limit break radio, why? Uh, I don't know. Cause I'm going to be there. Actually, we're going to be announcing something really, really cool. Uh, and I, we can't talk about it yet obviously but uh we're super excited to be announcing it i'm gonna be out there if you want to meet me but not just me you can also meet millie bobby brown better known as uh the girl who played 11 on stranger things which if you haven't watched stranger things on netflix you should go do that right now because well like in three hours yeah not not right now (laughs) no not right now no sit down no you're fine put it on your queue right now and then and then after after our shows are done go watch it because there's nothing good on Sunday nights anymore. Anyway, <laughs> Millie Bobby Brown going to be appearing out at Alamo City Comic Con as well as uh, William Zabaka, Zabka, uh, who was uh, Johnny of the of uh, the Cobra Kai in Karate Kid. Oh, awesome! You can get a duo photo op with Ralph Macchio. Sweep the leg. Uh, actually, I mean, he didn't do too bad at the Rob Lowe roast. I got to say. Yeah, uh, unlike some people who are on Oh, that. God. Well, okay. Oh, God. You saw it, right? I okay. did. Was, uh, oh, God, what's her face? Ann Coulter. Oh, Ann Coulter. Was Ann Coulter being up there not the most uncomfortable you've ever oh, been watching oh, something? I, it's the entire reason why I watched it. It was I, the whole reason. I, I, I rewatched his quiet cosplay to make myself feel better after watching <laughs> that. It was so, like, because no one laughed. No. The crowd was just like, 
I think they had a laugh track running for well, her. Well, actually, I had actually, this is getting so off topic, but uh, I had actually heard an interview with Jeff Ross where he had said, like, look, she didn't do a single joke that we had prepared for her, and no one laughed. And and if she wants to say that we edited the tape to make it look like that, we, we definitely didn't. It was just no one no one in the room thought it was funny. You anyway. could hear laughing, but like, Also, Jason Font, the uh, Red Ranger of the Power Rangers Time Force, is going to be there. So, uh, but if you don't care uh, for newer Power Rangers, Jason David Frank, also Amy Joe Johnson, one of my original crushes, a uh, lot of people's original crush, will also About be there. Everyone our age for photo ops. So uh, yeah, join us for Alamo City Comic Con. It's going to be a blast. Uh, there's there is an after party, and that one is pretty legit because it's being hosted by. Uh, uh, one of the guys from Walking Dead, I can't remember his name. John Bowerman? John? No, John. I can't remember off the top who of my head. Who does he play? Uh, the, the best friend who got. Uh, yeah. Oh, early if on. dies, we riot. Uh, or, or, the, what was his name? Shane's character? Yes, or, that's, yeah, him. Shane's that's him. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember the name of the actor. Yeah, neither can I. All right, let's check out what's going on in FF14 News. This is a limit breaking news update. That's it, Shane. Um, I don't right. know why I just panicked there and like scrolled down to like my FFFL update because it's like the same lead in. I'm like, oh my god, not ready. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, we got a bit of a housing preview this week. Uh, got a sneak peek at apartments. <laughs> apartments? Is, they're, they're 500k. Uh, is there anyone who's so poor that they actually care about this? Because I'm not sure that I do. Well, I'm on Balmung, and we don't have houses because everyone has ERP there. Yeah, is that why? (laughs) And I don't have a free company. God, I really hope that's not why. It's the only server that still has login queues. All right, on to something actually pretty cool. The Orchestrian uh, playlist feature is uh, pretty, pretty, I mean, it looks exactly like what you would think it would look like. And that's good. Yeah. Like it should. Like that's not something that. Like you'd hope they don't screw that up. Yeah, yeah. I sort of feel like. Uh, oh man, we should. Oh, never mind. I got. I just had an idea that I'm going to keep to myself for right, for right now. Uh, good bit. Cool. It, yeah. I like that idea a lot. I, no, I yeah. I just it almost it came to my brain and then out my mouth and then someone could have stole the idea and I don't want that to happen anyway because you know. Our, our ideas are just being stolen left and right. Apparently. Oh, oh, are they? They are. We'll talk about that eventually, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. I don't know. We'll have time. Do we have to? I don't know if we'll have time today. I really want to have time today, but I don't think we'll have time today. Anyway, we also got a side story uh, preview. We got a bit of a preview of uh, Hildebrand as well as uh, Saint Endelum. Actually, in the, I mean, we gotta we gotta take a look at the at the video. But uh, there's actually a pretty interesting moment there from uh, Hildebrand in the uh, trailer video that we're gonna look at in mm-hmm. a hot second. Uh, but uh, do you, does anyone want to actually like read? Go ahead and read. I'll take Hildebrand's. All right, go ahead. All right. What strange twists and turns fate takes. For I, Hildebrand, agent of inquiry, inspector extraordinaire, now find myself father to Gigi, the lovable scamp who has yet to regain his missing memories. Regretfully, we have made no substantial progress of late, but perhaps an investigation into these rumors of criminals masquerading as famed knights will provide a welcome distraction. I have no fear, fair maidens of Ishgard. Hildebrand, Helidor, Maximilian, Manderville shall bring these rogues to justice. 
Well, uh, no no progress as of late. That certainly would describe those quest lines. <laughs> well, well, well done, Escalia. All right, and to uh, yeah, to uh, kind of you know provide a bit of a contrast, Juxta, go ahead and read the next one. Great change is sweeping through Ishgard. Yet it's unknown trying. forces would fan the lingering flame of discord between lowborn and highborn. To make matters worse, a student of the seminary is now missing, along with a volume of the Articles of Hellenic Polity. Tensions are at an all-time high, oh, and it's up to Baradin and the Warrior of Light to uncover the truth and restore order to the Scholasticate. Yeah, suck a night. <laughs> All right. I mean, I gotta, you know, Juxta like, can read a paragraph. Yeah. I mean, I gotta give you, gotta give you at least. I give it a ten. Credit where credit is due. A I ten? don't know about a ten. A yeah, ten. I don't know. You kind of, you kind of flubbed on Briardian's name, but that's not even a real name. You got, yeah, it was close there. It was on the edge. You did, you did good. Nine, nine. I out committed of ten. to it. Nine out of ten. <laughs> I committed. Uh. Anyway. All right. So, uh, there you go. That's your uh, side story. Quest line preview. Uh, oh, Chad Savage is giving him two out of ten. Yeah, like, screw you all, you guys, assholes. He actually was trying. He was really he got trying. Really into that. Did you practice? No, I didn't know I was gonna read. I don't this. believe you. Even you guys were even trying to screw me up too. Oh, he's gonna screw up right here. I don't know what you're talking about. I have no idea what you're talking about. That's a dirty accusation, sir. <laughs> that hooked on phonics subscription paid off. <laughs> <laughs> hooked on monkey phonics. Uh, well, good. I'm glad that since it's just the three of us that I can lean on you a little bit heavier when we get to the emails portion. Lean on me. <laughs> oh, God. That's the song how it goes. <laughs> this is the song I'm singing. <laughs> oh, stop. Oh, God, stop. Do we why? need to start this episode over? What why is do going I give on? You my, why? Oh, that just was shrill and terrible. You wanted to lean on me. No, yeah, okay. Uh, I, I, and never will we again. I get the joke. Anyway, uh, so let's check out the uh, let's check out the trailer the uh, th- the patch three point four soul surrender trailer because uh, I gotta say this this brought me I gotta say this brought me back a, a little bit into the uh, into the hype column. So let's uh, let's give this a peek. This I promise you, for we have a power within us, my friends, a power befitting our pride, our righteousness. Where men go as one, there is life. It's my penis. So, I mean, uh, there we go. We get to actually see the masked dude. It seems like that's uh, in in much closer connection to the uh, uh, to the Alamigo storyline than I had originally thought. Mm-hmm. It's definitely Alamigo. Yeah. Finally, a little bit of payoff with Alexander. Oh, hey. He's oh not in the bubble anymore. The oh, but he's, a, bubble. he's in the steam bubble now. God damn it. This actually, I gotta say, this looks pretty goddamn cool. That a lot looks sweet. Yeah, I, I, I mean, a I, l- I can't wait to explore that big zone inside Alexander. Mm, yeah, I know that one's a bit of a reuse, and yeah, but I, I do think that they've uh, that they've done a, a good job making this inch. And this part right here, this big uh, spiral part down, 
very interesting. This part looks like. Can you ride it? Can you it's ride? You can bounce on that and you ride it. It's just a going place thing. That's pretty goddamn cool. You have to fight Ark. That's sweet. It's a pretty neat visual effect, I gotta say. And then, of course, was there any doubt that we would be facing off Alexander. against Alexander? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, man. I, they, man, they did a uh, phenomenal job modeling a lot of that. So, yeah, that arc fight looks sweet. Here you go, poor people. <laughs> you pores. <laughs> I do really like the music. There's, I, I mean, like, you can tell that uh, that that Sokin has just been jamming out the music lately. Yeah. Yay, aquariums. Not I'm mannequins. excited for Grim, except anti-hype, only one aquarium per, like, housing thing. That's dumb. Yeah, you can't have a room full of aquariums. Just, I know! Well, now we have to have the biggest aquarium behind us. Obviously. Yeah, right. Someone's gonna have to, like, send that to me, because I have, like, 300k. I cannot afford that. So, yeah, this sounds like a bit of a preview of uh, Alexander theme right yeah, now. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I like a lot of the gear additions, too. Uh, so, here we've, I, I'm going to go ahead and pause it right here on uh, on this one. This one looks very Native American-inspired. Um, Boy, does it. Wow, that looks really racist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's not. It, I mean, it's not something that I would wear, wear on my character. It's whatever. Well, here's the good news. Time for a little bit of dramatic shit post reading because someone on the forums oh, was no. not happy about this. Oh no! Wait. This no. was this was linked to me this uh, morning. Hang on, is, and it needs to be read. Is this official forums? This is official forums. Oh no! So it's going to be especially <clears throat> cringeworthy. Ugh. This is the lead of the article. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Square Enix, please reconsider putting the Native American war bonnet attire in game. Oh no. I'll try to keep this as succinct as possible. War bonnets are extremely sensitive cultural items that are generally restricted items. <laughs> that is, it is offensive for non-Native Americans to wear them, or anyone to wear them who hasn't earned the right to do so. Uh, they are earned through acts of heroism, and putting them in the game where players can access them at all is trampling all over Native Americans. Native American cultural attire is not a costume, especially the war bonnets. Please consider removing the war bonnet from the upcoming patch. It is deeply offensive and racist to include it thank you oh god how insufferable shut up you little weasel <laughs> oh my god that is just uh that was uh yeah i um, just i would like to i'd like to go ahead and give huge props and i can't believe i'm saying this to the ff14 official forums community who promptly shit all over this good good because that's retarded and yes, I'm using the most un-PC way to describe that that I possibly can, but that's exactly what it is. Yes. Uh, by the way, I like their their stance straight up. They're like, you have to earn that in Native American culture. It's like, we're the warrior of light. We saved the world. <laughs> Who has earned that right more? Holy shit. But they didn't do it with the Native American rep, so once oh. you get exalted, then you can wear that. But oh. until I, then. I would know I'm 144th Cherokee. <laughs> Oh, oh my, my sweet Jesus. 
fucking- never never mind every other culture that's had their attire appropriated yeah i mean like, good lord honestly like like how how many different pieces of of armor or clothing are taken from traditional japanese uh you know oh, inspiration like maybe all of them yeah a lot of them i mean for christ's sake man like this is just Please remove shark fin soup. It's culturally <laughs> insensitive. <laughs> oh shark fin God. soup too. Yeah, the sharkening. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah, if you want your, uh, I guess it kind of looks like a serape a little bit ish. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. I'm gonna make it even more culturally appropriated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Little did anyone know, but uh, Square Enix actually has an on-use item. Hang on, the, hang on, hang on. Okay, well, go ahead. Uh, what were you saying? Uh, the uh, Square Enix is actually going to add an on-use item to the the headdress to oh, where yeah? you can uh, scalp your enemies. So. <laughs> oh, so then you can actually complain about it. <laughs> that well, that would be a gutsy call. Uh, yeah, that would that would definitely be a little bit more ballsy. All right, so we get uh, we please get, remove top hats from the game. They represent the culture of the elitist in the early. 1920s mm-hmm. it really is pretty uh a pretty pretty stupid uh argument but i i want to stop on this armor set because this armor set looks fucking fantastic especially that tank set holy shit dude that looks so good uh anything that's heavy armor is something that i'm definitely going to be into hopefully i think i mean where do you guys think this is coming out of if you had to guess D- dungeons you think i'm going you think dungeon gear? it doesn't strike me as midas i mean that's pretty creator. that looks pretty fantastic for even dungeon gear though yeah i mean i know but i don't does is there a new lore or a new tombstone coming out with this one yeah. maybe it's the new tome gear mm. usually the tome gear is usually like pretty usually like, it's themed yeah, right themed. i know but it doesn't strike me as being from midas yeah, I I don't know. I'm going with Tomes. That's my guess. I I think Tomes is probably a pretty safe bet. I think everyone in the chat is saying that's definitely coming from the dungeons. Is what is what <laughs> yeah, people that seems are saying. To be what that's they're all definitely saying. what they're saying. Yeah. Okay. So this is the Glad new dungeon gear, everybody. So enjoy that. I like how they took like a big left turn with the healer gear. And they made it white instead of what they normally do with it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. They're throwing us off with that one. Yeah. Not well, at all. And they gave it the dumbest hat, which is, I would have to say, uh, there's three. Are no, they there's adding four, artists into the game? There's four headpieces out of, uh, in, in this screenshot that are all dumb. <laughs> but it is, out of all four of them, the dumbest. It's something all right. It looks like the hat the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man wears. I guess you could say it's something awful. I you, you I hate you. <laughs> it, what is what I'm not I'm not sure what the hat is supposed to be. It reminds me of just being like a flop. You know, just just foppish. Just flop flop. <laughs> is it like a baker or it looks like, like an old painter's hat. Oh. Remember like you'd always see like see the stereotypical like Da Vinci yeah. Picasso painter? Yeah. That's what it is. So except for the head pieces, I'm pretty into this. So yeah, I like the coat in the middle. I also like, I also rather like this set here with the strange helmet piece and the weird pauldrons and also the kind of weird crotch cape. I love crotch capes. I don't. Why, <laughs> why is don't there? Are those squalls pants in the middle? What is going on? I'm at a weird angle. It 
I mean, the crotch cape really kind of throws you off. I do also kind of like the the weapon that he's holding. I'm not, I can't really identify the weapon if that's new or not. But that's definitely. I've never seen that headpiece before. That's a wacky headpiece. I actually like kind of like that the healer gear there. I'd like to get a close. I'd like to. Get, I'd love to get a closer view of this. But I'm kind of into that. Uh, the chat the chat has identified why you like it. It's very Dark Soulsy. Yeah, I can. It okay. is very Dark Soulsy. Yeah. Dark Souls one. Yeah. All right, here we get our first look into uh, Zephatol, Zolfatol, Zephatol, Xylophone. This is our first look into Xylophone. The bird. Are we fighting Tingle? <laughs> Tingle, Tingle, Kulula, Zelda reference. Just now. Herb. Yeah, it's very. It's gonna be a. It's very like like the color palette is super boring, but I don't know what I'd be expecting out of a a mountainous region. Of course, it's very one color. I do kind of I I do kind of dig this guy here. He reminds me of some of like the beast tribe leaders from back in eleven. Yeah, and then of course there she is. Who makes her grand? What? Why? I mean, I get. Look, I get that it's probably only going to be a very quick ground effect, and but like again, fucking really, Garuda again? Oh yeah, I didn't even see Garuda there to be honest. The first time I watched. Oh okay. I was looking at the uh, the weapons. Oh, were you? Yeah, look at the weapons. Those are pretty sweet looking. Okay. Yeah, why Garuda again? Yeah. We've beaten her three times. I don't think we're afraid of her anymore. Okay, no. What? I bet this guy is actually a summoner, and he's summoning Garuda. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Probably. Probably. That makes a lot of sense. But Two still, summoners, though. angry pitchforks. Exactly. Still, though. Never I mean, mind. I love this. If it make, if recycle. It, if it makes summoners butt hurt, I'm super into this. Actually, okay. I'm into this. All right. Absolutely. Yeah, if it makes summoners sad, I guess that's okay. Yeah, fuck summoners. <laughs> yeah, the library. The great Google library. Just Google it. Did you wait? Hang on, I, I want to back that up. I want to back that up right there. Did you back see the? Ass. Did you see these weapons? These weapons are pretty cool too. I, I, they I, are. Wow. Yeah. I, and I wonder where the glow from these. I mean, are these the new relic glow? Might be a new relics. Yeah, it might be. Oh. Pretty, pretty damn sweet. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't say, do we have to fight I don't know what the I don't, wall again, demon wall? Like, no. I don't know what relics for other jobs look like offhand, so. <laughs> oh boy, flaming guy that turns into a hand. Match the symbols. Now, I gotta say, I really... Uh, now, I know that this is just a reskin of another enemy, but I really like this boss design. The the owl. Owl bo- oh chair God. boss. Yeah! That's owl chair, man. I like I like this guy. Like, Why is the owl in a chair? Because... They don't sit. <laughs> Cause he's smart. That's why. Cause he's he's so smart. He's he's evolved past the need to use his legs, so he sits. Cause he's Owl Chair Man. You know everyone's favorite Final Fantasy villain. <laughs> <laughs> Just stop. 
Get a duelin'. Duelin'. Do you have an Do you have an it's time a time to duel drop there? Sure don't. Damn. When would I ever use that? Right now. Yeah. There he is. Yeah. Oh, he's gearing up. He's geared up. Look ready. at this. Look yeah. at him. I know. <laughs> Wonder what he's gonna go do. Wonder what what trouble he's gonna go get into. <laughs> Alright, guys. Alright. Now I have to say that this, I, the the adventure squadrons. I don't know really what to make of this in in the preview, because this really looks like you're just like training them. I gotta train them for two patches, then you can use them in 4.0, maybe if we're lucky. Get a preview of oh, uh, Palace yeah. of the Dead. We actually get to see the upgraded items. Dun yeah. da, 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 dun dun. These are pretty cool, man. I oh, like. They the do look cool, man. They look. The red look, ones look way better. Yeah, the red ones are pretty. Uh, I gotta say, they're pretty fucking cool. I'm gonna have to give that one to them. Kind of wonder why they were in Warrior of Light Gear, the tank. Yeah. Cool <laughs> Alright, so here we get a uh, preview of uh, the goddess. Oh, yeah, Sophia. Now, first of all, the music is fantastic. You're right? The music is great. Her character design is so cool. And I like her boobs. Yeah, that too. Between... I gotta, I gotta Whoa. say. Now, now, question. All right, between the character design and the music, is this not at least a little bit reminiscent of Persona? Like, that's the first thing that I thought of. Was like, man, this reminds me of something that you would see out of Persona. I mean, yeah, it is also very Square Enix in its kind of like detail and stuff like that. But I, I don't know. It's got a very Persona vibe to it, which is not a criticism. And then there's this part where they're being knocked back and forth on the platform. I think that's cool as fuck. Yeah. That's so cool. It's kind of like uh, oh, Leviathan, but better. Death with more death. A vicious cycle fueled by fear and hatred. But there's Spence. If there is all you would say, say stay it. up, surely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He right. that holdeth fast under his convictions shall never count betrayal amongst his crimes, though all the world may call him villain. Alphano. Don't Did that quote? It sounded like Yuri Andre justifying himself. You know, yeah. you know what is at stake? We are prepared to do whatever it takes. Are you? Guide my hand, I pray you, as fate's thread spinneth upon this most capricious spindle. Alright, I'm ready to start. I'm ready I'm to ready start. I'm ready for 3.4. I'm hyped. I'm, I'm ready to start this new chapter of the MSQ because I'm, uh, you know, like, even if I wasn't as into the heavens, you know, like the, the, the Dragon Song War storyline as I thought I was going to be at the beginning of Heaven's Word, you know, I. I'm really just looking forward to what the Warriors of Darkness are going to present in terms of a threat. And we're also probably going to get some movement in the Alamigo direction as well, which it's fine. It's going to be nice to get some payoff. Although I have to say that 
payoff was a term that we had used way back. We had used this a lot back in the transition between 2.55 and 3.0. When 3.0 first came along, we were saying, wow, a lot of the storyline that they had set up in 2.55 did not immediately pay off. Right. And and here we are now going into 3.4 going, all right, now maybe some of this setup is finally going to get some payoff. And I just I'm I. One of the things one of the things that gets frustrating, I think, is I, you know, like one of the things that that gets really frustrating is that, like, I think that we're moving at a pace quicker than Square Enix's storytelling is is ready to, to give us. You know what I mean? Like, I think we were ready to be done with the three point four storyline a while ago or not 3.4 but the dragon song war storyline a while ago well just because it didn't really ever go anywhere it didn't and it didn't there wasn't much payoff there like i if if square enix keeps setting things up and only just keeps setting you know setting up setting up setting up for the next thing that's going to happen and either having the payoff be disappointing like it was with the sultana or have it not pay off or just keep going for fucking ever like so many other things <clears throat> omega <clears throat> you know what i mean like yeah i it, that's it, it like narratively i'm ready for the next step I'm ready for the next step. And it definitely feels like that's what we're looking at. The only, like I was a little concerned at the very beginning of the trailer when it showed the the guy in the mask kind of like getting like a crowd like all rallied up and I'm like are we doing another another story of like the lower class and Ishgard like rising up then but no. The the MSQ looks like we're finally shifting towards Warriors of Darkness, moving towards Alamigo, all new stuff that we haven't seen before. Finally, yeah, thank God, yeah. Uh, I, I, and and you know, just from a narr- again, and from a narrative perspective, it's going to be nice to see like an actual face off with the Warriors of Darkness. Uh, maybe get an inkling into what the fuck they actually have been doing. The well, and the the thing that the one guy said is like, we're willing to do what it takes. That leads me to believe we're finally going to get to find out what exactly why are they here? What is right. their goal? And because right. the, they sound like, and then Orianje trying to like justify himself as well. That's a plot thread that we've had going since two point the very end the end the very end two point the five, very oh yeah, two end point five. Yeah. finally we might see a little bit more of what he's up to right yeah and i think that that's also something again i'm ready for that to pay off in a really big way um because that that the setup has just been unending for some of this stuff we haven't been seen anything regarding the moon either in that trailer though that's true that's true I mean, because we did see, you know, a little shot of the moon. Didn't we see two shots on the moon? No, I think only uh, one. Was there only the one? I think there was only the one. Okay. With the Asian. The Asian. Yeah. And the Warrior of Darkness. Right. Right. And the Guardian Space Station. <laughs> no. No? No. God damn it. <laughs> hate you so much. I'm so hyped for that. I can't wait for it to come out. <laughs> What do you think? Are the, are the Warriors of Darkness the versions of us in 1.0 who didn't get sent to the future by Louis Swa? You gotta. I like. I kind. I mean, I kind of like that theory. I'm not gonna lie. I don't mind. I wouldn't mind that if that was. Uh, they. I mean, Essie loves their alternate timelines these days. Well, wasn't there? Uh, didn't that the uh, the White Mage like magically enhance an arrow? Like, wasn't that like an ability in uh, 1.0? 
like magic arrow or something no no what what the fuck are you talking the, the about mage in, in the trailer they like she had like had this cool glowy arrow that she shot like she cast something on like the uh the archer's arrow i'm, I'm pretty was, like, sure buttering. that wasn't the white mage i'm pretty sure that was a black mage was it i don't know but I, I, that was a, I, I think that was darkness. i think that was a concept that just never really ended up uh going or no wait are you talking in the trailer that we just watched yeah oh okay i don't know i did not notice that but that is because it was was clearly magical and then the carbuncle stopped it and ate the arrow oh right 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 that i i'm gonna have to watch that again i did not i didn't catch that but that as you described it as you were describing it uh it sounded like you were describing a moment from the original 1.0 trailer where there was either a black mage or there was there was a, a mage a caster that yeah casted like fire or something onto like an a buff air- on the weapon yes right and I'm yeah. thinking like maybe they're like making uh, this party have like all like their 1.0 abilities and they hmm. haven't really progressed into 2.0 that would be cool okay if all, all right darkness have okay 1. now I see where you're going yeah. oh my right. god interesting interesting all right so uh we also did have uh, live letter 32 that uh just went down what was that friday night saturday morning uh and uh got some uh, interesting things to talk about including this new veteran reward uh keep it in your pants escalia no but we're gonna oh whoops that's the wrong window uh we're going to be uh, oh my god really yeah i, I thought know. that was just a rumor uh, no, I hate this. It feels so... B- what? I you, hate this. What? No, Square Enix, don't touch my favorite game. Go away. Just just be, stick with FF7. Go ahead and ruin every other new Final Fantasy you touch. Leave mine alone. Just, so just go away. I don't want a remake of it. I don't want more FF8. I don't want it in 14. Just go away. Getting a Squall outfit. I, th- I would have thought you, you would have been hyped for... You don't no. want a Squall outfit? No. Just get. I know I don't want it in fourteen. Just get it. Don't touch my game. So what? when people are gonna walk around in this in the game, are you gonna get triggered from this? No, I'm just gonna be like, you're a loser. Why would you wear that? Go away. Go put on your Zidane outfit while you're at it, you idiot. He's gonna put it on in his uh, in his private room and masturbate and cry no. on, his, on his mannequin. Just, yeah. Go away. <laughs> I don't want on his it imaginary in my game. mannequin. Uh, I'm gonna. Drop you're so it. defensive about this. I'm, it's, I'm because Essie ruins everything they touch for the last ten years. Don't touch my favorite game. Leave it alone. So are you saying Go you need away. a Final Fantasy VIII remake? I think that's what we're working towards, oh, man. I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure okay. it's coming. I have no doubt that it will happen because SE's like, well, we don't have any original ideas and we can't make a good game, so let's just remake old stuff that Squaresoft did. Fine. Whatever. Just leave my game out of it. You know what? Instead of having it be like uh, like Kingdom Hearts 3, they should go back to that other Kingdom Hearts game that was like a card game. They should make turn Final Fantasy VIII into a card game, but then get rid of Triple Try because then there's too many cards. <laughs> and that's for the remaster. Uh, or, or they could just do what they seem to be doing with all of their properties and go back, remake it, remake it poorly with a really bad battle system, but make it super anime. Oh, actually, you know what? I'm not worried. This outfit will get delayed. Never mind. <laughs> I won't have to see it anytime soon. Uh, so there you go for all of you FF8 fanboys, except for Ascalia, apparently. Uh, you can, Anyone who any Final Fantasy VIII fan who is happy about this is not a Final Fantasy VIII fan. Ah, uh, man, I'm so surprised. Uh, they, See, you're not the only one who can shock the world. They, they I mean, they they add uh, they they add a squall cosplay. They add uh, you know 
They had your uh, wyvern, wyvern buddy. I mean, they they've just given you everything that you want. You know, Essie's hurt me in a lot of ways, but none so deeply as you just hurt me now. <laughs> Am I wrong? No, you're right. That's the problem. I know. I know. It's all. I can't. I can't even call you a liar. It's correct. Usually, it's when correct you're, and just unsatisfying, and that's the sad thing. Usually, when you're an asshole, I can just say, you know what? He's just being an asshole, and he's just being a troll. But when you're right, in addition to it, that's the part that I sucks. Know. I know. That's uh, all right. Join the club. FF8 worse love story than Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, escape death. Ooh. Oh, you should see the look that you're getting right now. Uh, you are a monster. So we got a bit of a preview of uh, the Containment Bay P1T6, uh, which is uh, a.k.a. the goddess. Um, so uh, Sophia, the goddess, will have a voice actress. That's interesting. Um, yeah. I, I, did, I, did any of the other primals have any kind of voice acting? I don't think they did. Iceheart. Ice, well. <laughs> Garuda laughed. Yeah, she screamed. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I don't they know. Just, they just make guttural sounds usually. Yeah. I'm uh I'm I'm pretty excited. So also uh, did Ravana? Uh yes. no, did yeah, he? Yes he did. But yeah, did you talked to Ravana in cutscenes, yeah. Oh, okay. He talked in the fight too. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Sophia's going to have a voice acting. I don't remember. If, I don't remember if Ravana had voice acting or if I just had the one insect transformer from Beast Wars in my yeah, head he, he playing was, all the time. He was. He was talking for the colony. Uh, Bismarck also talked. What are you fucking talking about? I don't know. I, I don't know where I'm going with that one. Yeah. He totally talked though. Okay. All right. Uh, so the walls are breakable and uh, you can fall off the platform. So, but they said you can be raised if you fall. If you fall, what does that mean? What, does that? What, what do you mean? What does that because mean? Because it seems like one of those things that he does nowadays, where they they say something, but it doesn't mean what they're they, saying. It, like when they said the first one's going to be a jump rope, and literally they meant you're going to have to jump over something. That feels like that's the. This is their their okay, redirect right, kind of thing okay, they're saying all right, this time. All right, I will give you the benefit of the doubt, but it also does sound like they nerfed the mechanic. Like they just yeah. that they, they took the platform falling, and they were like, "Yeah, we'll just let you. They will just pop you back up on the platform and let you. You know, I." Yeah. I, I I hope it's misleading. I hope it's misleading because if it's not, it should have just been like an electric wall that just zaps you and you fall to the ground. Uh, yeah. So, so you can fall. How do you like? Tar- oh, you can target through the menu. I guess. Never mind. Never mind. So, so uh, another statement about it: the mechanics if, uh, are like a mind training game and may feel easier <laughs> than Final Steps Extreme. That's oh, great! Hmm. Yeah. 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 How many of us have done Final Steps Extreme? No. Uh, <laughs> then, may, then maybe we don't complain too much about that one. <laughs> I guess not. Uh, anyway, we, but, can't, we can't comment on it unless we've done literally everything in the game. So I guess. I we'll guess. Just, yeah, you're right. You can't have an opinion about anything unless you. We uh, will leave our non comments and. I'm just on. saying, none of us know how hard it uh, Final Steps of Faith is. So, uh, I mean, that's while well, you're not wrong, um, but I, I mean, it does. I, I do think most groups are probably farming it pretty easy now, right? I mean, it just I, I, again, like it. I, I just I don't want to see already easy stuff become e- even easier. You know, like right. I think that that's probably a, a development move in the wrong direction. Although if this is just misdirection and Yoshi P having fun with the audience, I'll totally I'll, I'll I will give him that benefit of the doubt. 
Awfully generous. He's, he's, Awfully generous. He's of you, earned that, Mister. Has Nero. he? Yeah, he has. Okay. He has. I mean, he hasn't earned any slack on any of the other criticism that I have for him because I pay my fourteen dollars, which gives me my right to be a whiner like anyone else. So. Okay, well, I pay twenty five dollars, so I get more of a right than you do. No, I don't think that's how that works. Isn't it? No. PvP duels are also going to be added. Uh, we got a bit of a preview of that in the video, but uh, we also got that on the uh, stream as well. Uh, you know, I, I I did not get a chance to go back and look at the VOD of uh, of the live letter. Um, I was I was working a lot of hours yesterday, so uh, yeah, I I have not gotten a chance to see what the dueling thing is all about, but. I'm going to assume that this is just PvP stripped down to 1v1s. It, like You go into, uh, like, there's a line that you can cross. Once you've crossed that line, you're a- eligible to be to duel people, effectively. And then, yeah, you do 1v1 duels. Okay. It's right. simple enough. Yeah. Wee. Do you think that this could be a step towards testing PvP areas, like PvP-flagged areas? I don't see why not. Because it does seem to test the theory. I mean, and, it's and very compartmentalized into one, you know, one section of the zone. But if that's what they're going for. The timing is interesting because we're still far enough out from 4.0 where if they were thinking PVP areas for 4.0, this could be a good test time for it. I, you know, I, there might be something to that because yeah. we've seen we've seen, you know, conceptually uh, things, you, you know, put into the testing ground. I think. Uh, in a lot of ways, the the uh, Aquapolis, Aquapolis, uh, uh, you know, in a lot of ways, the Aquapolis was, uh, you know, testing some theories or testing some basic RNG mechanics on uh, the way that the, you know, the the zone kind of generated itself. And then from that, I think we got out. I, got, I think we got deep dungeon because you get you get like a small application and then you expand that out to your big application. So if this is the small application of this, then it could could in theory i like i like that idea come 4.0 that there may be pvp zones World, that yeah. might be cool which would make sense since alamigo is basically a, a war ground or at least it was yeah only if i get to join up with the guardians uh so uh after targeting by the way you can uh, request a duel in the sub sub command menu and confirm it sounds a lot like how uh, duels normally work in yep, MMOs. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and there is no eye level sync. Uh, they might add it, but they, they may. Won't back yeah, first. right. Um, so we've also got uh, spectator mode, which is going to be added in with uh, 3.4. And uh, I'm kind of excited about this because I, I, I don't know. Like, I'd like to be able to call matches just, you know, like as a break from having to do stuff on stream. It's always fun, you know, like when we would do uh, when we would do the. Uh, um, um, the oh shit, the whatever five hundred. Um, oh, the never never read five hundred. Yeah. yeah, like calling that. I was was maybe sometimes the most fun uh, out of the streams that we had. Definitely, yeah. And so you know, like this might be a nice palate cleanser in between you know running dungeons or uh, you know doing whatever on stream for us. Yeah, so. just let two people duke it out and call the action. Yeah. Um. So uh, you need three parties to utilize spectator mode under uh, custom match. Uh, two to fight and one to spectate the uh, party leader of one of the fighting parties will need to invite the spectator party so good it's overly complicated and it Yay. doesn't seem like you can spectate random yeah it matches. sounds like you have to be yeah, there with the group it does that sucks that does suck so, uh, 
have fun finding two groups of people that want to fight each other and then you can spectate. <laughs> yeah. I like the camera work that they have available. You can switch between eight fixed cameras or have a free camera mode. I'm sure that they're going to add more to this in time. Like this seems so. like a lot of development for a thing that that, you know, like if you've got to go that far out of your way to even engage it, like they're going to figure out a way to to I don't know, make a queue for it. Yeah, you'll be able matchmaking to or whatever. Uh, so you can uh, view both teams, adrenaline gauges, cast bars, etc. And it occurs to uh, me I'm going to then have to sit and explain to someone at some point I'm going to have to tell them, oh, yeah, I'm waiting in queue for my turn to watch someone play this game. <laughs> uh, and you can uh, switch between eight fixed cameras, uh, free camera or uh, player camera. That's super cool. Yeah, I think that that's uh, that's pretty cool uh, addition. Um, and I don't know I, I, if if they make it easier to uh, to queue with. Uh, I think that'll uh, that'll be nice. So uh, we're also going to get uh, Chocobo House. <gasps> Ooh, I've really never heard him so excited. We need to have one of our crafters make that for us. Really? Why? It's cool looking. Have you seen it? But our I'm house looking at really it right cool. now. We need that in our it's lives. It's not no, that cool. No, we don't need no, that. No, it's really not that cool. It's got a chocobo I archway. see what it has. But we don't need it. Yeah. <laughs> we need it. <laughs> we have never needed something so hard and for so long ever in our lives. Can we have just the arch? Or do you have to have the whole house like textures too i'm sure you have to have the whole house oh man the housing uh housing system is really really awful is it <laughs> yeah hmm. i say i don't i don't mind the arch but that ho- the housing textures look crappy yeah i i mean yeah the choco arch is cool i'll take that it's not terrible i feel like there's better one i don't know whatever i like the house we have now yeah i'm not i'm not terribly uh dissatisfied with what we have uh well guess what i am so now we need chocobo house god damn it <laughs> now that chocobo house exists i'm not float i'm not floating the capital for this just so you know i'm not i am not underwriting this lb army this is your task <laughs> no no, <laughs> no just because you don't want it. it no outsource it no stop uh, also, some info on apartments. Uh, each ward and uh, subdivision will have 90 apartments, 6,000 apartments <laughs> per world. Holy cow. It's not that much. Really 6,000? It doesn't really feel like all that much. Uh, apartments are 500K. Uh, room size is the same as uh, FC room size. And uh, apartment lobby is a shared space to meet other people yeah with six thousand other people you can hang out with. yeah oh boy how, many, how often are people gonna hang out on these never lobbies? never yeah. why would that why i don't understand why anyone would role playing role playing i don't know well that's it but anyone who would want to just like hang out and role play would probably have an rpfc who has their own yeah house exactly um i'm just not sure that that is sound logic <laughs> Uh, chocobos can be stored in one stable outside the apartment and, uh, you can tend to other tenants, chocobos as well. So good. Good. I guess. Thank, thank heaven. I was worried (laughs) about my chocobo. Well, it's very big, important thing for people without a free company. I guess those solo players because they can't stay below Chocobo without a free company can. Mm, okay. It's so easy to join a free company. Why wouldn't you? Uh, excuse you. I am X uh, dark Sephiroth X and I don't have a free company because I am a solo player because I pick bad. I, guess, I, guess I gotta, to I gotta to check my FC privilege, huh? That is my RP persona. Okay. Oh. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Uh, RP flag is up. 
Oh, daddy. Oh, stop. Ah. <laughs> no, do not go back to calling him daddy. Stop. That is oh. just gross. You ever cringe so hard in your life? No. Ugh. Anyway, uh, aquariums. Take off your clothes. No. <laughs> aquariums are a thing. They're great. I love aquariums. I'm super hyped for aquariums. You're going to be able to display your fish that your retainer brings back to you. You can get fresh water and seawater. Yeah. <laughs> Some of these are pretty big. I think that it's a pretty cool uh, a pretty cool furniture. Uh, it's really big. Again, there's a lot of developments that seems like attached to this. Look at all those UI elements. I know. I, that's the thing that I'm looking at. I'm like, oh my God, dude, that's a lot of menus. What I the think, shit? I think I'm finally seeing why we didn't get mannequins and aquariums at the same time. Yeah, you know what? Okay. Think of all the Lords of Reminion updates we could have gotten if they didn't push this shit on us. <laughs> Fuck. Touche. Anyway, uh, oh, so fish can't eat other fish though. What kind of aquarium is this? It's PVE aquarium. Uh, new big fish in three point four, and uh, ten new big fish every major patch from now on. So they're going to be definitively supporting the aquarium <laughs> feature. This is something that is going to receive ongoing development, guys. Oh, I get what happened. We said we like Aquapolis, and they heard aquarium. Oh no! Oh, oh darn no. it! Dang Lost in it. translation. Oh no! Oh, if only they spoke English. Square oh. Enix. It's it is a classic conundrum. <laughs> oh conundrum. So dumb. Oh man. Adventure squadrons, you're gonna be able to recruit NPCs by completing objectives from challenge logs. So uh, you're going to need to uh, need four recruits to form up a squadron. Okay. Uh, then you're <laughs> you can go to the platoon hall. You can. Yep. Okay, cool. You can recruit, then deploy on missions to receive special rewards. Is this is this like Metal Gear Solid five? Uh, you gotta right? you gotta assemble what? your base and send them out on missions and stuff. Uh, no, this mm -hmm. just sounds like four retainers instead of one. Oh, I uh, already have four. I have eight recruits. Will start at level one and must be leveled slash trained. Can uh, fire slash recruit members freely without penalty. Squadrons uh, are are only frame a uh, framework and will be expanded on in the future. Looking into allowing. To run missions with platoons, acts such as dungeons. Ugh. I told you. Ugh. I told you. Oh my God! Ugh. Yes, you will be able to do dungeons. It's the trust system. Looking into. Yeah. Looking into. It's, it's not the there. Trust it's not. Th not yet, but it but will be. The fact that it's not there, though, like, isn't that a little bit? I don't know. Like, I would have thought that that would have been something that that would have been right out of the gate. Considering we've been hearing about this for a while. Maybe. Uh, like when trust came out, there was tons of things you couldn't use them in though yeah you gotta I, start out small and then roll it out to the big stuff i don't know it, man that, i wasn't like just like dueling in pvp it this just like they've 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 done this now twice i mean this is basically retainers we've we already have you know retainer ventures and we've also got the airships <laughs> This, this is brilliant. Yoshi's telling us to go play other games when we get bored. The populations will be down. Now they're giving us NPCs we complete complete dungeons with. Uh, it all makes sense. It's all part of the master plan. The very depressing master plan. <laughs> oh, man. I am... 
By the way, people not are very, butthurt over that comment. Not real pleased. Uh, like, oh, was, I thought it was just going to be us who was going to be super mad about it. About no. which comment? About the go play other games to keep F14 feeling Oh, yeah. Fresh. Well, because that's completely Everyone ridiculous. Was mad about it. Of course. It's the last thing you want to encourage an MMO audience to do. It's the last thing you want to encourage a per- people playing your game to do. You're bored of my game. Go play other games. Yeah. What? Don't. Go play other games. You'll feel great when you come back, which I guess kind of worked. I came back for my first time in a few weeks this week. And also, please come back. The game was tolerable again. <laughs> not exactly the words you want to use to describe the MMO you play, but it was fun, I guess. Um, uh, I'm not even going to bother putting up the uh, screenshots for Wondrous Tales. What? Why not? Uh, you've awesome. got to. This is like you no. got... We get to hang out with Chloe Aliapo. <laughs> oh, boy. You didn't... You put up this shit for uh, awful aquariums yeah this, this actually I has did. rewards outside of having fish to look at yeah oh i don't care you can get uh things what like what things? like what actually i don't tell know. us all about it Justa. yeah go ahead uh chloe alia poe wants Good. you to chloe come- kardashian what does chloe kardashian want <laughs> she wants to complete various pages of adventures to inspire her to write new stories oh okay so she wants us to the, uh do bar, her she wants us minstrel. to manage her twitter account for her good great no, it's Basically, the minstrel. books or challenge log includes roulettes 24 man raids coil dungeons ex primals all right i do like being redirected into old content that's that is good complete for seals complete four seals to exchange for rewards what kind of rewards uh, rewards include uh 250 crafted gear uh materia tombstone scripts etc cool S- okay all right that's uh, not getting shit back it, in it, your it, tombstone's not bad i mean i i 250 crafted gear i mean it's not going to be terribly relevant but yeah not for long anyway no. but still this will be nice for like as but a stopgap getting coming out of the gate it'll have people doing some old stuff over again it's not bad I guess. Uh, it may not be in the package that you want, but is at least accomplishing one of the objectives that you want. I, I suppose, although, I'm yeah, the wraparound just seems intensely stupid. But whatever. I mean, it, it it's a repeat of the challenge log. It basically is a, cha- a, a, a challenge log by a different name. That was everyone's favorite part of uh, Relics, right? Everyone loved doing those books. <laughs> it's a good time. Yeah. Right? Right? Yeah. Right? Uh, okay. No. Yeah. <laughs> what is second chance uh complete an objective with one or more party members who are new and you will receive a second chance point can you receive up to nine points points can be used to retry or shuffle retry change the current complete instance to incomplete and change with a change one of the incomplete to complete <laughs> what hmm? uh okay uh oh because I, I guess in the book in, yeah, the, okay. in the book yeah, yeah you get to say one you get to say oh, okay i'll go All do right. this one again rather than do this thing that i, I really don't it. want yeah, to yeah, yeah. Okay. or you can shuffle uh shuffle the position of seals in journal interesting okay All so right. it's both of them basically allow you to mix around things that you don't want to do so do you have to like do thing these things in order no, you probably just have specific things you have to do, hmm. but they're not all. You tell like they're not all lit up. So if you shuffle, you might get different ones lit up that you have to do instead. <sighs> That's what I'm guessing. Sounds anyway. really complicated. Just, the rewards better be good for this. <laughs> uh, prepare to be underwhelmed. <laughs> all right, I'm hey, always prepared for that. I want my ash log. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I don't. I don't know, man. These the whole thing is just. I, I'm sure it's fine, but it looks boring. It looks 
stupid. I, I don't. Yeah, it, it doesn't look like a whole lot. Uh, let's talk about adjustments that sure, are I'm, supposed to be coming. Yeah, I'll launch off with this. Uh, so we're going to be balancing Alexander Savage. They're expecting a fair amount of uh, more people to clear it. Uh, more mechanically driven than DPS driven, such as Gordius to Midas. So more mechanics. I like that. Eh, people have always said that they would rather have mechanics rather than just pure DPS checks. Well, yeah, because DPS checks were so much fun in Gordius, right? Exactly. So, so yeah, and more mechanics. And like that one boss that you had, where it, you're like on the platform, and he's got like the little like grinder, and he just rolls forward yeah. at you. That looks kind of cool. <laughs> you're literally on spikes the whole fight. By the way, and did we see someone jump onto Ark to avoid like bombs being dropped on the platform? Is the, that what happened there? I think everyone jumped onto Ark. Yeah, to, but I think it was to avoid like the platform being bombed. Right. Yeah. That seemed really really cool yeah i mean that's i mean they're just little graphical touches it doesn't seem like they're big mechanical uh you know big mechanical changes but um i mean that's that's half of it right like half of it is figuring out how to take the mechanics that you've made for your game and then put them in unique ways of of, uh, of of presenting them and that you can do that either with you know the encounter with the boss or with the with the uh arena with the set piece so you know i i feel like they're playing with both and both are getting bigger and more epic which they should in a raid like alexander but the fact that it ever felt small the fact that it ever felt uh you know like it like it was ever underwhelming like that you should never have your raid feel underwhelming especially two raids in a row Mm -hmm. granted granted look midas midas right out of the gate it did have redeeming factors but again it only had two really impressive set pieces in the whole thing this seems much more designed with you know trying to be impressive in terms of encounter and set piece. Just based so. on what we're looking at, what we looked at in the video, I see a lot of floor seven Midas and a lot of less of floor five. Well, like, and and also cool. And also compare it up against uh, Binding Coil. Binding Coil had way bigger set pieces in general. I mean, we we always compliment it for having a bit more of a raid feel than Alexander does overall. But, you know, more to that is that it had better set pieces. It had a better, you know, overall area design than Alexander ever did. I mean, Alexander, you're inside of a goddamn robot the whole time. And you're, it, it, well, it feels... There's only so much you can do with that. I, there is only so much you can do with that, and I know that it was intentionally meant to feel claustrophobic. Yeah, that's what, like being inside the robot. You would think it would feel a little bit cramped, but it just doesn't translate well to gameplay. Yeah, and and again, because you're you're adventuring on the inside of the robot, uh, you the know, robot? the robot, <laughs> robot, robot, robot. Uh, since you're uh, adventuring on the inside of it twice, um, you know, it it it, it feels like. Even though the set pieces got better into Midas that it was just repeating the entire theme, this is actually nice because you fight on the exterior of the platform. That's the first, you yep. know, big breakup. And then once you go in, it, the core you, feels huge. Yeah, the core really does feel a whole lot bigger than uh, than you know anything any of the other set pieces. And hopefully, what that'll do is it'll give us a better sense of place with the whole thing because mm-hmm. that's what I think has been missing with Alexander the entire time is that it's 
disambiguated from anywhere in the world. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't feel like you're going to this destination, right? You know, well, like, it all it all felt so clockwork, like and as well it should. You're inside of a robot, but it's very tight. Everything looks kind of the same and streamlined, and you're just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Now, yeah, this one, you're right. You're in this humongous open area as you're just sending down the core of Alexander, and it looks really cool. Yeah, I, I dig it. So we got some astrologian adjustments coming to shield and card buffs, and they warn us that the patch notes will be long for astrologians. So it sounds like they're finally getting some interesting. <laughs> I thought people thought astrologian was fine or decent. Was I wrong about that? Or I, how many astrologians do you know? <laughs> I guess that says everything. Because I know so much about astrologian. I just like how many players do you know that? Why are you looking at me? How many people do you know that main astrologian? <laughs> I don't know that I've even even unlocked it. Uh, no, probably not. No, nah, I don't think Why I would you unlock it if you're not going to play it. I don't. I don't, don't think I would. <laughs> All right. Uh, countdown timer. At five seconds remaining, countdown will yes. appear large in center of the screen. Oh, my God. This is going to be... You are right, Jax. This is going to be such great troll material. Uh, yep. So you can now have your sweet yes. countdown timer to let the whole party know, hey, we're going in. Or, hey, or, hey. It's, it's been five seconds since we last killed the boss. Well, what's what's the max time that you can put on it? It's something like 30, 30 seconds. seconds. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> but it doesn't show up on the big screen until, until five. five. Unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. Oh, damn. You should have seen Jux's heartbreak when he saw that. <laughs> I, I can only imagine that you're going to hit the timer and then immediately pull. That's going to be the first troll that comes to mind yeah. from Juxta. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. right? Well, the just, first one is just hitting 30 seconds after you kill the trash <laughs> immediately. <laughs> and then the uh, second one will be stopping at the boss, pulling at 30 seconds, and then pulling. Yeah, because I, I mean, oh, if someone, you're going to have so many DPS to do that. As soon as it hits zero, they're going to be like, well, I assumed I was supposed to go at zero. I'm trying to max my DPS, bro. Yeah. And everyone's going to be real mad. It's fair. It's it fair. is It is a very big UI element, isn't it? Oh, my God. It could be bigger. It could. I mean, you're not it technically should. wrong. It should be bigger. Uh, anyway. Uh, cooldowns will reset for EX primals and raids upon wipe, which if Nico is here, I'm sure she would be super happy about. Yeah. Uh, I know all the raiders that I know of are very happy about this, apparently. Uh, it's like one of those things, like, why wasn't that always the case? Yeah. That's been a complaint for a long time. Yeah. PS3 limitations. And uh, there's going to be lots of chances for crafters to make money with the new weapons being added. So, Sweet. All right, well, that's cool. Uh, we also got the announcement of uh, the Duality FF14 arrangement album. This is very cool. Mm-hmm. Very much into this. Uh, it's going to be on sale Wednesday, December 7th. And, uh, I mean, I whatever it is, it seems like it. I mean, FF14 music is always really great. Yeah, so 40 bucks, go buy it. Uh, Does it do they say what their like, in-game item is? No, no I don't think not, they did. I don't think it's on there. I don't see it. I don't think they did. Because there is an in-game item, right? Yeah. There, there always there, is. I mean, I've never seen there not be one. Especially for 40 this is, bucks. This is the second uh, arrangement that we've done from 14, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm assuming... Look, I'm assuming what this is is that it's going to be another... Uh, it's going to be uh, like we got for A Realm Reborn, where we have the primals on one half of the disc, and then it's someone... The shitty other stuff. Someone playing, like, either a piano solo, or it might, be, it might even be different instrumentation. I'm not even sure. Uh, I can't... I mean, I can't tell. I'm looking at... Uh, I'm looking at all the stuff here, and I, I don't see... An indication either way um but yeah you'll probably have the primals and then uh something you something know shitty. something else <laughs> no the, the the piano music was fine it was good 
It's okay. It was. Good. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. It's not the reason you bought the album. No. Yeah. The primals. The primals. Yeah. Buddy, come on. But we all know that we're going to be getting a preview of that out at FanFest. Now the thing is, what if the other half was Susan Calloway playing guitar, just acoustic guitar versions, and it was Susan Calloway is on the singing? other half. I don't. Who cares? She plays guitar. I care. Can she sing too? Well, what would she sing? I don't think there are any. I don't know. Depends. Make, make Depends on what she's singing. We don't know the track listing. I don't know. <laughs> Got really quiet. You just, you just want to hear her sing. Yeah. Is that see, what see, I like singing. No, I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, is it still shitty then? Uh, if there's no sh- singing, then yes. Oh my god. Oh my. So oh my stupid. god. Anyway, also, uh, Odin statue, uh, full sale, uh, it, the sale start in, uh, mid December, uh, the North American price is to be determined, AKA we're not going to sell it to you assholes. The EU price is, uh, 134 99 euros. Oh my God. Euros. Uh, and then, uh, you get the bonus emote of Zantad Zukin if you drop all that money. So, all right. So that's a lot of money for an emote. Yeah. Nero, how much would you pay for this statue? Uh, like, what is the maximum price where you're like, no, I'm out. I'm all. I'm, I'm sort of already <laughs> out. Like, I mean, at 134 euro. I, I mean, like, I don't so, know what that. I don't know what exactly what that that translates into. Well, okay, for real dollars, but. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> their, I don't know how many of their fake money that accounts to. Right, yeah. Try speaking American. It's the only language I understand. <laughs> so at $100, are you out? Yeah, I, I mean, kind of. $80, are you out? Yeah, I, dude, honestly. I'm just trying to figure out where, where it is. Where's the price point? I, I'm like 50 bucks 50 bucks I'm okay. not I'm not uh, dude I don't spend money on shit like that that's like 150 I, it's not, bucks yeah that's like not my my bag it's 150 dollars real money I'm the wrong person to ask about that yeah I I mean 150 bucks that sounds right I would definitely not spend 150 dollars oh, on God, anything no. like that but it's an emote think of how rare it's gonna be you're gonna buy it for the emote <laughs> wouldn't you no, for no. the actual fucking figurine. Yeah, for the- I could probably sell that. Who cares a shit about that? It's a fucking emote, digital exclusivity, baby. Oh my god, <laughs> dear lord. <sighs> anyway, uh, so so uh, event sales are gonna happen at the uh, Fan Fest in Las Vegas, and then after uh, Fan Fest pre-orders begin. So uh, they're also working on another cool thing. This is actually, I actually would drop the money on this. The Encyclopedia Eorzea. We've actually heard about this for a little bit. I know that uh, Aetherite Radio and Infusion have talked to uh, uh, Koji about this before. Uh, And he's mentioned it. He's mentioned it on one of their uh, on one of their lore trains. Um, But uh, it's a. Uh, lore compendium that's Ooh. being put together. The pre-orders for the Japanese version uh, begin at September 17th. Advanced sales at the uh, Tokyo Fan Fest on December 24th and 25th. Why do we need this? We have Ethos. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sale, sales begin on December 27th and it's about 40 bucks. The English version advanced sales at the Las Vegas Fan Fest uh, and then sales begin October 17th and the uh, Price will be more expensive than the Japanese version. Translating fees are a bitch. Uh, and then the bonus item is a naming way minion. So there's no pick of the minion, though. Um, so how much would you pay for for this? Would you pay forty dollars for this? Uh, actually, for for like a lore, a lore book like this, I don't know. Probably eighty. 
80. Yeah. So would you pay like 150 for a little uh, addendum that details everything about Hangar's Crucible? <laughs> no. Are you sure? Yeah. I'm pretty damn sure. But it's Hangar's Crucible. That's nice. Your white whale. Uh-huh. <laughs> Blanco Whalo. <laughs> what? <laughs> You are Blanco Whalo. You are the <laughs> dumbest person alive. It's Spanish. I swear to God. Yeah, for the white whale. It's Spanish for thank you, right? No, it's Spanish for the white uh, whale. And then uh, for Japan only, they're getting an FF14 calendar, uh, FF14 minion figures. Wait, well, how come we don't get a calendar? Well, it's, uh, it's because you know the days in Japan and America aren't exactly the same. So there's uh, Dengeki FF14 novel and. Uh, the FF14 Escape game, Escape from uh, Coil of Bahamut, on uh, February 10th, 2017. Tickets are between uh, 36 and 40 bucks each. I don't know what this is. This sounds really kind of cool and crazy. It's at the uh, Zep Diver City in Zep Tokyo. I don't know what the fuck. What the fuck is all this Zep stuff? I don't know what that means. Maybe it's a place. I don't get it. Uh, okay, so why are, why are location, we locations: Tokyo, uh, Osaka. There's a bunch of bunch of cities. If you live in Japan and you want to check this out, you should probably uh, have you should, you should know more about this than I do. Clearly, yeah. Wear your LBR shirt to it. <laughs> See if you get thrown out. <laughs> probably will immediately. Uh, I don't. I, I kind of want to find out what that is i'd like to hear reports from that i mean like we 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 get a lot of people who are like dude we're i'm totally going to that eorzea cafe and we're like yeah but we already know everything that's in there let's let's have somebody let's have somebody figure out how to get to the uh ff14 escape game event because i want to figure out what the fuck that is that's kind of cool. maybe it's like one of those escape rooms but it's like you're in a coil of bahamut that would actually be cool i would be legit i'd, I'd be, be into, into that it. yeah that'd be kind of cool Escape rooms are kind of, kind of, kind of neat. I, I, I thought we should get a camera and we, the host, should go do an escape room around Halloween this year. Oh no! Because the five of us or the four of us just yelling at each other trying to get through an escape room would be hilarious. I'll be hoping. It's it, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you <laughs> yeah. will. He'd be great, especially yeah. for being recorded, right? Uh, if you want to sound off about uh, Live Letter 32, give us a call. Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. You can sound off on a whole bunch of different stuff, whether it be uh, Live Letter, whether it be 3.4. What are you most hyped about uh, coming up in 3.4? What are, are Did this help fix any of the enthusiasm or the lack of enthusiasm that you've been feeling leading up into 3.4? We definitely want to hear from you. Kooky standing by to take your call. Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. Uh, I it just, did for me, but... I, yeah, I, I was just going to say, I kind of just want to gauge a little bit in the room, because, I mean... ff 8 story is so bad, it makes FF13 seem good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, if you're going to insult FF8, you got to at least say something that I believe that you believe. <laughs> like... You can't just be like, FF8 story is so bad, it makes me miss Nazis. Like, I just, I don't believe you when you say that. No. Hmm. That's if fair. If you, Make it you, reasonable. Yeah, exa- exactly. Make it reasonable. Yeah. Now, if you want to say, like, FF8 story is worse than FF12s, I'll believe you mean that, and I'll be mad about it. <laughs> so go ahead and donate two more dollars and say that. <laughs> yeah, but 13 had a good story. Go away. You don't believe, I don't believe anything you say. Well, how do you know? He actually do you, does believe that. Do you even remember you, Final he's Fantasy not story? He's not even. true. Are you sure? Because you junked in a lot of GFs in that game. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wow. 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 I'll applaud that one. Well, that yeah, was funny. Because it has a thorough handle on the uh, on the source material. That was good. I, I say, enjoyed that. Was, that. Uh, well done, Jarksta. That was... You're welcome. Accurate, it was an accurate joke. That, uh, wow. I am, I I am impressed. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I feel a lot better about 3.4, but my biggest concern is of that trailer, the thing that got me the most excited was the MSQ, which I'm going to finish on the first day of the patch, <laughs> and then I'm going to have to wait again. That is true. And I'm going to be like, you damn know, it. What if... Square Enix just decided to make this main storyline quest be as hard as COPs, and then you actually had to really, really, really work at the MSQ to actually get it done. The, that would never happen. It would never. No, happen. I was just talking it about how you have to say things happen. that are at least believable. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. If you're gonna troll, it has to at least be believable. Come on, at least say something that you believe. Uh, so anyway, yeah. Uh, I, I'm. I, I didn't put my hype thrusters on full. Right, like I'm not like I'm, I'm not totally a hundred and ten percent on board. Like, yes, this is gonna be the god patch. Yeah, this is gonna be deep dungeon. It's not gonna. Mm. No, it's not. It's not gonna fix everything. It's not gonna fix all of the problems. I don't even know if four is gonna do well, that. Look, I mean, there are deep. Pro- look, there are deep rooted problems in the loot system of this game and in in the reward structure. We've identified this week after week, and I, I mean, four is gonna be really the litmus test to find out if Square Enix has really got a handle on this problem or if they're going to be uh, complacent and just letting this letting the community just kind of crumble which patch is going to be the litmus test uh, 4.0 oh, okay you said Expansion. 3.0 I think. I'm sorry uh, yeah 4.0 yeah. I won't go so far as to say this is going to be a god patch either but would I say this has a chance to be the best patch in the 3.x story it might be it's, it's propping up to be that way that's not a very big right. bar to yeah. raise. I know, it's really not. FF8 story is so bad it is worse than the idea of dragoons having wyverns. <laughs> <laughs> He's really trying. <laughs> He's trying. Too easy. Yeah. It's too, too, too open. Sorry, right? man. Come on, like last week they made me almost cry reading reading a, a post on that. Like, I know. You gotta, you gotta <laughs> work. Yeah, this if, is- you want, if you want to tug on the, on the wyvern heartstring... You got to really work at it now. Like they used to be able to just like trigger me by saying the word wyvern. Yeah, right. Now they have to work at yeah, it. Yeah, he, he made me read a full paragraph about it before I started getting real upset. Yeah. yeah like so was if, you're, six, if you're gonna go for that one, you got to really work at it. It better be good. You better pull my gender into it or something. Like something that really punches me in the gut. Is this like cruel and unusual punishment on Ascalia? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I'm getting us lots of donations. I'm thrilled. <laughs> Yeah, all of those stunning $1 donations. Hey, it adds Woo-hoo. up one at a time. We tell people well, that on Patreon all the time. I wish they'd listen. But let's be fair here. We're not sure if he's paying the uh, the PayPal processing fees, so it could be .63 <laughs> at a time. Fair uh, enough. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, uh, no, I, I mean, like, I do think that this is, uh, you know, this is uh, a, a step in a good direction, although we're not getting a, a ton that's different. Uh, you know, getting all of the deep dungeon from uh, 50 to 200, I think, is going to be pretty big. Um, and if for no other reason than the 1 to 50 felt kind of unsatisfying for the low level part of it. Right. But now, hopefully, they'll be starting us off at a different increment than level 1, and that that's... That will uh, that will make the system a little bit more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. No, we're. I, I always assume that we're going to start from floor one every time. Yeah. So once we get up to uh, what is it, well, hundred, you, you can keep a floor at fifty and save it. 
Yeah, but then when you start from there, you got to keep going up, right? Well, yeah. So we could start at 51. Right. Right. But then once you complete that, then you're going to have to go right back down to one when you want to do it over again. Why? Or they're giving us all the way to 200. All right. So you go up to 200 and then we start all over again, right? Probably. Is that what Nero is saying? I don't know. Like how long? I mean, how like at this point, how long does it take to crank through the first 40 floors? An hour, an hour and a half? Mm, two hours, roughly. Mm. Not that, I mean, I did it four times in one day. One to 50. Hmm. But guys, we get to farm more tomes. That's content, right? Right, guys? Sobs. <laughs> sobs. <laughs> uh, sobs. Yeah. Thank you, Sobs. Yeah, great. Uh, thanks, Warswine, for that. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's, I don't know. It, it just, it doesn't fix all of the problems for me. This doesn't give me an indication that, uh, you know, and, and I think that, uh, you know, given a lot of the interview statements that we've read in the last couple of episodes, that that does this, nothing really instills me with a lot of long-term hope. I've got hype for the patch. I can't wait for the patch. It's going to be good. I'm yeah. going to enjoy the story, but I just, I'm not sure that this addresses any of the long-term issues and we've heard nothing about Diada. Nothing, no. not a word. I mean, we, that's two live letters, and we've heard not one thing about uh, uh, about Diadem that means anything. And we, well, I don't think we've heard anything about three point five yet, have we? Just no. This is all three point four stuff. Yeah, but they did say that they were going to go back and readjust Diadem in three point four. <laughs> they still got three point five and three point five five. I thought, yeah, I thought it was three I, five for Diadem, three four for the Finish of Palace of the Dead. I, don't, mm, I thought it was three five for Diadem. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Palace of the Dead finished up in 3.45. I don't know. I thought it was 3.5 for Diadem. That's what I was thinking. In my, that was my headcanon for it. I assumed. I mean, what would they have to change to make us want to go back there? I've said it a million times. Just put pop, uh, fucking pop NMs in Okay, it. well, then you're going to change the entire system. Yes, change the entire fucking system. Is that reasonable to expect from them? Yeah. I mean, they, it was ba- it was, it's bad enough, and the assets are good enough they, yeah, they need to re- redo the entire system or else no one will ever use it for any reason. It can't just get a re- it can't just get like a points readjustment or, uh, you know, a reward readjustment like hunts get every single time they get an update. It can't just be that. It's got to be a system. It's got to be a whole new system. I'll give you a whole new zone. But no, the, but the same system. I, I mean, I take it or leave it. No deal or that. no deal. No. No deal. deal. I don't think I, I. I. You're not gonna get people terribly interested in in DM that way. What if it drops item level 580 gear? <laughs> You'll probably get some people to do it. Admittedly, then <laughs> <laughs> I think a few people will show up. Might have some game breaking issues though. You know, it's always something with you, Escalia. You just can't <laughs> be happy with what you got. Yeah, I'm the one who's upset about DM. That's me. When's the last time you did Diadem? It's been a long time. Since it was relevant? For me? Yeah, I think I did it once. Total. I didn't care. It wasn't fun. It was boring. (laughs) For me personally, my hype is like... eh, I mean, I'm probably... I'm going to come back for this patch. I'm going to do all the stuff. And I'm actually going to try to uh, do some preliminary stuff before the patch hits this week and next week. AKA just grinding face to get my yokai awesome mount. God, why? Stop. No, don't do it. Um, but I save st- your soul. <laughs> it's so good. It's, it's not. I assure you. I it's, saw people riding around on that stupid ass minion today. It's better than a wyvern. 
He means it too. He means it. <laughs> Fuck you. No, it's not. Oh my god. Oh. How's it taste? It glows in the dark. I'll give you that. I know. It's so cool. You know what? Uh, fair enough. If I get if I get a wyvern, I'll do all the work that you'd have to do for a yokai minion. I would do it for a wyvern. Admittedly, I would twice. Twice? Yeah, twice. Are you bartering with me? Well, is it going to be like a combat wyvern or just a non-combat? Oh, I can. You can already get a non-combat wyvern. Fuck that. I don't want that shit. Can you? Oh, uh, you can get the stupid looking thing that follows you around. I don't want it. No, I want a combat wyvern. Then you gotta do it twice. Why is that like that takes forever? Okay. Oh uh, my and it's god! It's only going to auto attack. You don't get your breaths. You don't get super jumping. You just get auto attack wyvern. What do I have to do to get breaths and stuff? I. Why are <laughs> you engaging this? Where is know. this going? I'm. I. I have. Ju- I basically three minutes ago said I'm gonna let. I'm gonna let this see where this goes. I'm just going to let this so go completely the real off the rails <laughs> and just let them see where this naturally ends up. This A bad is, place. That's This where. is the answer to that question. <laughs> Absolutely fucking nowhere. After 10 years, I would have think you guys would be better at this shit. No. God no. damn it. You have to win the Lords of Dominion tournament match three times in a row using only yokai minions. It's not worth it. It's never going to be worth it. Done. No. All right. Anyway, all right. Uh, let's go to our phone lines here. We got uh, who we got hanging on here. Uh, Crimson Tinted of Balmung. What's up, Crimson? Welcome to Limit Break Radio. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for calling in. What's up? So the, the prevailing um, sense that I get out of the 3.4 content and of the community's sort of build up and the, you know their their hopes and dreams, as it were, from what they wanted out of it. I think a lot of people wanted fundamental radical changes to systems in this game, and I don't think that it is a reasonable expectation in a minor patch to suddenly get those radical changes. Not thinking it to be reasonable, I'm actually quite satisfied with the number of incremental changes and improvements to base systems in this patch. I'm very impressed with the environment improving in Alexander. I'm very impressed with the the PvP additions we're getting. Um, Not that they're going to radically change either system, but... I do feel like both things are going to break us out of the mold we've been in since Heaven's Word, like you said, of the claustrophobic raids and of PvP being not visible and inaccessible. No, I, I, I think I think you're right. I think you're right. And uh, I, I think what, uh, you know, what we're dealing with is that, you know, we've we've got an environment where Square Enix has kind of developed themselves into a corner. And I think the biggest or most most radical change that I think may need to happen on the dev side would be to maybe not develop the entirety of patches a a year or two years ahead of time Mm. you know like we know that they had developed heavensward they had had most of heavensward planned out 
for a, a couple of years or a year before they had even announced that it was a thing or shown off any any scrap of it. Right. So, you know, you've got this you've got this time between planning and execution of content and in that time i think you learn things about your community your community reacts to things in a much quicker you know a quicker cycle than it takes to develop development oh, yeah. cycles take yeah. way longer and i understand that you know like they that they need a workflow and that they need a reasonable workflow. But one of the things that I always look at is, okay, well, what do we do? uh, You know, what do you do to your workflow to be able to make sure whatever you're working on is the most relevant for the deadline that you have to meet? So if your community is reacting poorly to a set of content, there's there should be a plan to be able to pull it out of that spiral. Like if if this was really bad, like if if Heaven's Word was worse than we've even made it out to be, and we're you know like if it if it was released and on its face, like everyone was just like this is shit. We're all we're we've taken steps backward towards 1.0, and and you know they bailed out. There needs to be a mechanism by which they can switch horses midstream or they could switch up major systems and not have to wait for this almost two year you know checkpoint of having a uh you know having an having an expansion be the necessity or the impetus to make those changes right like i think that that's something that's important for development and might end up with better content in the end what's our big complaint square enix work themselves into a pattern and they can't work themselves out of it or they won't work themselves out of it and that we're tired of the pattern right so what could they do well they could they could shake it up and they could surprise us and and put in new content you know in a minor patch or you know they can do what they've been doing and hold it off till a major expansion i understand why development development side you have to do that but is there anything that they could do to make that better to make that to make the development process a little bit more efficient for the community that they have not the community that they want have a little transparency about it that too come come on say like Hey, we know you guys are bored of the pattern. We do have ideas for fixing it. They're coming in 4.0. I think that just that's, l- that's totally valid. It. Yeah. Well, instead of getting defensive, right. I mean, you know, we've seen Yoshi P get defensive in a lot of these interviews where I want ramen and meat. Y- y- well, good for you. We yeah, don't. Right. Exactly. Where he's encouraging people to go play other games. Fine. I've been playing other fucking games, Yoshi. That's what I've been doing. I mean, I've been working a lot, too. But, you know, when you encourage people to go play other games, that's what they're going to do. Do you want them to unsub while they're playing other games? Because I think that runs counter to your goal, which is making sure that sub numbers stay high and that this game stays solvent. That's your job. If you fail at that, you're going to lose all the goodwill and all of that hero worship that you've built up over the last three fucking years. He kind of has lost a lot of that. It's mostly uh, he's gone. Lost, he's lost. He has. Uh, I mean, it's wearing thin with people. That whole like that whole like uh, I saved Final Fantasy 14 line is running really, really thin, man. Mm-hmm. What have you done for me lately? Exactly. Especially because I'm shelling out 14 bucks every fucking month. Make that feel worth it. 
That's that's real, you know, dollars to entertainment value. And if I'm shelling out $14 for 30 days where I'm not logging in or I don't even feel compelled to log in. And you tell me not to log in. Exactly. (laughs) And then, yeah, you go and reinforce it by saying, well, don't then just don't log in. Well, that doesn't that that does not inspire confidence for the future of this game. It doesn't. And that's your statement that, that I'm basing that on. Yo, sheep. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it, Crimson. Uh, do you got any shout outs? Uh, I'm just wanted to go ahead and give a shout out to um, to the Balmung server, as always. It's a, it's a great high pop server, and all the RP trolling aside, really a bunch of good people there. And it's of all the reasons that I, you know, I've waffled on content, maybe not wanted to play this game anymore because of the points that you've brought up. It's the people that have really kept me there. So. Hate on Bauman all you want, but I got all the respect from the world for them. So shout out to the shout out to the Balmung server. All Sorry. right. Crimson Tinted of the Balmung server. Thanks for the call. We appreciate it. You can join the program. Give us a call. Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, limitbreakradio.com slash Discord. Do you want to challenge some of our cynicism, some of our negativity? I mean, I you know, again, I I, I I'm gonna defend cynicism as look like that's just that a lot of that is my personality and my nature just as as a person to be a cynic and to be critical and to to uh, uh, be a bit of a pessimist and i totally understand why uh, a lot of people hear that and are turned off from this program by that attitude i get it i totally understand that but for people to make that jump to say well then that means that you don't like the thing or that you don't care about final fantasy 14 anymore that's objectively not true it's objectively not true if we didn't care about this game we wouldn't we would stop doing this show we would have no incentive to do the show anymore Oh, God, it'd be so hard. And and the other thing is, is that if we sit around and we let Square Enix off the hook as commentators and as critics, what good does that do the future content? It doesn't. It If if you're dissatisfied by something, saying nothing about it only ensures that you're going to stay dissatisfied. That's it. You're just going to stay unhappy. So. Yeah, I understand that the negativity and the cynicism may be a lot for people to handle sometimes. But first of all, you don't have to agree with it to listen to, enjoy, or participate in the program. You don't have to agree with anything that I say, anything that Juxta or Scali or Kahlo and Nika when they fucking show up. Uh, you, don't have to, you don't have to agree with a single word that they say. But you can still be a participant. You can still be a part Fuck of the show. Fuck Beldong. You guys nasty. <laughs> Thanks. What was that? It's a dirty Randy saying, Fuck Beldong, you nasty. Oh. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Dirty Randy. Appreciate it. But again, look, you know, and I think that that's that's why people continue to listen to the show. You know, like it's it's funny. People have, you know, said, oh, you're you know, your your audience numbers shrink all the time and fluctuate all the time. You got you guys had you guys had 300 people last week and now you're only pulling down 200. Well, dude. Yeah, that's how many people are playing Final Fantasy 14. That's pretty good numbers. That's not bad. 
not bad but i I mean honestly like we have we have listener fluctuations like that all the time we've been doing this for a really long time we're really comfortable with the idea that people are going to come and go just like i guess yoshi p is very comfortable with the idea (laughs) that people are going to come and go from ff14 but you can't please all of the people all of the time you just can't and i understand that that may be the uh you know the same thing that yoshi p feels i understand that Okay, as as someone as a creative person, as someone who creates content, I do understand that. Look, you can't you can't please all of the people all of the time. But again, I think that if if you the fundamental design of the game has been to support new players. And if you want to be able to maintain subscriptions, which obviously this game does because it maintains a subscription model that at the fourth year of your product, that it's time to switch the model from trying to attract new audience members to supporting the people who are already there at the expense of sometimes maybe a new player's good time or an easy process to get to 50 or 60 or whatever. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, 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 you know, I think that, I mean, there's a, you know, there's a couple of decisions that he could make that could really kill the, the faith of the FF14 community in the development staff. Well, he's made a lot of them. We've seen it now for a full expansion. No, 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 no. I'm saying oh. if he took this free to play, oh. that would be, <laughs> that would be, that I mean, he's you can't you can't say that he's got no pull. He's definitely got pull. Someone tweeted that at me this week, or they said, "Get ready for Fan Fest, where the free to play announcement comes out." And I was like, "God, talk about a doomsday scenario." He's gonna get. I mean, he he'd get booed off of stage. I think. I I, I, I maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe uh, there's some people who would be really excited by that uh, prospect, but I think that that. That would not be received very well if that was an, uh, an announcement for FanFest. High school kids who don't have jobs? If it went free to play? I just, I, I can't can't imagine that that would be a positive announcement. That that would, I mean, it would, it would be something that I think if he announced that he would have to, like, really justify go out of his way to justify but i think those that's what that's an example of one of those decisions that could really spark a backlash against him okay here's the announcement uh we have decided to make final fantasy 14 free to play however everyone in this room under your seats there is a check for one hundred (laughs) thousand dollars do not boo me off the stage Well, you know what? I'd like to say that my morals wouldn't be compromised for a hundred thousand dollars, but no, they would be. Absolutely, I'll cheer. Uh, so let's go back to our phone lines and talk to Huvek of the Sargentana server. What's going on, Huvek? Yeah, what's up, guys? Uh, Long time listener, first time caller. Thanks for calling so, the program. Uh, basically, thank you, thank you for having me. Uh, so, basic checklist of what I plan on doing: three point four drops. Here goes. Uh, buy apartment or apartments, uh, hashtag slumlord millionaire, uh, MSQ, uh, then do warring triad story that no one did in the last patch because no trial was included, then uh, boobs trial, then boobs Alex trial. Normal, 
Then boobs X for the tit pics. Uh, GG the end. Give me the expansion already. Uh, yeah, that's not a bad list. That's not a bad list. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. How about you guys? What do you? What, I mean, like, what's going to be out of your gate? The first thing that you do? Three point four drops. MSQ. Yeah, MSQ. I think is is top of the list. <laughs> well, assuming that the LB Army pulls through, and I'm going to uh, refurbish the house to have the chocobo. Uh, archway and house of course chocobo house and then i'm going to also put in the large uh large aquarium read redesign the studio and then main storyline quest there you go you're really going to do all that before msq yeah i don't think that that's i don't believe you for a second if it's in my mailbox i certainly will Well, that yeah, that's a pretty important caveat. Anyway, Huvac, thanks for the call. Uh, yeah, MSQ definitely uh, right out of the gate. Um, you know, I don't. That's the thing is that I I feel like there was a time where I would kind of lay out like, all right, this is what I'm going to do day one of the patch. But it's like so it's like MSQ do the dungeons, unlock all the stuff, and then uh, boobs trial. I think boobs trial. That's a pretty good one. That's yeah, oh yeah, gotta one. do boobs. Gotta Actually, do I'll probably go unlock the uh, that Tales of Wondrous Tales thing first. God, fuck you. Just to make sure I don't do anything that could like unlock something else in that. Yeah. You gonna right. do boobs ex? Boobs ex? Yeah. Probably not. No. Hmm. A Nero, you can do boobs ex. Probably not. No, no I want to <laughs> do boobs ex. Why I not? doubt it. I don't know, it's been the mechanic, a while. I, the I, mechanic of being thrown around the field looks cool. I want to do it. It's Pl- been plastic I, surgery. It's been since like the last time I I was really into doing any EX was that was back in Shiva. Back oh, yeah. Shiva. Same with me. That yeah. was a great fight. Yeah. Actually, you you dragged me into that. Yeah, why. I know. I did. Yeah. I did. It was a good fight, though. I mean, I I really enjoyed the way that that one was designed. I don't know what it was. As soon as 3.0 hit, like, I, I lost a lot of motivation to do... Into Ravana EX? No, I didn't. <laughs> I, although I did do... Um, I did do uh, Bismarck EX. That's true. Okay. I tried before that. They, before they threw it into the Duty Finder, so... Okay. Yeah, I did do that. So, I did unlock Ravana EX. Ravana but EX I, was maybe the most frustrating fight I ever did in this game, but it was a lot of fun. I don't know why. I, yeah, I'm not sure why I stalled out there, um, but I definitely did. So Bismarck was terrible. Uh, Bismarck was pretty. Bismarck was pretty, pretty bad. Yeah, not that it was hard or anything. It was just no. miserable because yeah. nobody wanted to do it because you got nothing for it. Yeah, that's exactly it. It yeah. was it was a slog, is what it was. Yep. And and again, that had to do with the reward structure. I mean, that really, this is they really need to go back and reevaluate their lives. <laughs> Reward, Not exactly. reward oh, cool. structure and and re- player it's, rewarding it's part player of their lives. Uh, let's go back to our phone lines and go to Satori Kamaji. What's up, Satori? How's it going? It's going good. Fuck the- you, any arrow? Any arrow? Yay! Yeah. Okay. What's up, Satori? No, I just gotta say, uh, I gotta call you. I gotta make your call on Yoshi P. Telling, uh, saying, uh, telling other players that it's okay to play other games. Okay. I want to say that your opinion on that is bullshit. Why is that? Because. Uh, you know, I, I've seen a couple of you guys been playing a while more often than Final Fantasy XIV. Uh-huh. A couple and, of you. Uh, uh, let, let's be specific there, because that's Kahlo. Yeah. I, I've seen one other name. On and Juxta. Juxta. Yeah, and Juxta. Sure, yeah. We know it's him. Yeah. yeah. It's not a secret. But, uh, but it's it's blasphemous to think that Final Fantasy XIV can compete against War, Warcraft le- releasing an expansion. Its first major content update in 14 months. Uh, compared to Final Fantasy XIV releasing a uh, even number patch, 
you know. look, I, you're look, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But at the same time, though, if you're willing to make that excuse for Legion, then you've got to be willing to make that excuse for a Mario game or for the latest Dark Souls game. Pokemon or, Sun well, and Moon. Yeah, Those exactly. But uh, they, just, they, they release their offerings and, and maybe if, you know, if you want to consider it lucky, they, you know, do oh Super Mario, Super uh, Luigi World. But I'm just I'm just saying like everyone everyone is like kind of independently in like everyone's got their own game series and shit that they're into. It, of course, there's going to be a high crossover between WoW players and FF14 players. That's pretty understandable. But but at the same time, though, if you say it about WoW, then I think that you've got to say it like it's completely valid for any other new release or any any other thing that can suck time away from 14, really. And by the way, we will be doing a comparison between Lee and the whole of 3.x yeah I, I i think that 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 is a show that we uh we intend to do because I, I mean there was there's a lot of really good uh underpinning uh uh mechanics and 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 just ideas. design ideas yeah. for yeah for that that we that legion has executed that i think you know if if ff14 really like took into account and and took seriously and took their own kind of spin on it i think could be really really great additions to uh to 14 um so yeah we definitely intend to do that comparison but you know i I mean yeah it is it is it unfair to think that look people aren't going to go play wow once legion comes out you're right that is a bit unreasonable but at the same time for the leader of the game to say Oh well, that's okay. There's no, that's not a big deal. That it, it, the point is, is that he's in the position to inspire the confidence, right? Where's yeah. the competitive well, drive? Well, I'm not I, like I shouldn't have to be like that, though. But I shouldn't have to. He's I should a pace because there's a pace of which they generate content. And if he's saying that's not okay, we have to create content to keep retain our players for the three and a half months between patches. That means that they have to work harder to generate more content, which means the people who are generating content are being driven into the dirt. And that could that could have repercussions later on. Yeah, like having your patch delayed seven weeks. <laughs> we get we get patch content like three point one getting delayed, or maybe the retention of their staff becomes poor, in which case you got people like uh, you know, Koji Fox fucking leaving the game and going to work going to work take uh chris medson's place at, at blizzard <laughs> yeah well, we'll see he's overworked and he doesn't he doesn't like working you know the guy spends like a lot of blood sweat and tears and we can see it but there's a breaking point that if you work someone 16 hours a day seven days a week to try to generate all the content to keep players invested then you're gonna your your comp- your game's gonna suffer your company's gonna suffer as a result but isn't it more the lack of competitive spirit where you're just like, you're the leader of this company, you're the leader of this, or not company, but of this game. Yeah. You should be the one who says, I don't want to lose one goddamn subscription that's, for it, even a moment. Exactly. That's, and, and as a, as someone who is subscribing and as a player and as a fan, that is exactly what I would want is, is, is a statement like that saying like, we are determined and it doesn't even look like it can be empty rhetoric. I even (laughs) it can be cliche. Right. And, 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 but just the statement that's just, you know, admitting like, yeah, it's okay for people to go play other games. I, I just, I feel like that's a very weak statement for someone in a, 
as we have pointed out in other programs and other episodes, a highly competitive and lucrative uh, game genre like MMOs. And on top of that, I, and I, I look, I also understand about, you know, someone being worked 60 hours, but I also think that, you know, like compensation also plays in a big factor if you're working if someone who's working 60 hours a week is only making you know nine bucks a pop that's different from someone who's bringing down seven figure salaries you know what i mean like your quality of life becomes totally different so two people working 60 hours a week are not necessarily doing the same fucking thing and look i understand that that game development is stressful that and i understand that uh you know that that uh, it, it is a lot of work there's a lot of hours that go into it but at the same time you know like i i work in a job that's all that's kind of similar like it's got it's got some of the same uh same stress points you know like fucking i of course i sit around and i deal with computers uh in in my job all the time and you know me working 60 hours i you know like you probably get a lot of the same physical mental effects that you get from working on a game or working in code for that long, working with audio. And, you know, like it's it, it's hard for me to have a ton of sympathy for for someone who is getting 12 bucks a month from ostensibly a couple of million players that they're not able to pump out more more satisfying content than what they have been that fact alone is pretty disappointing and then you get the leader of the whole thing going yeah you know look we know we can't compete you're right dude escalia i'm totally with you if he had come out and said i don't want to lose an inch on ff14 to wow and that is my that is my intention and I mean, like, I, I would have been like, damn, that's a great that's a great competitive statement. Yeah. Why, why does it sound like wow? And uh, or, I'm sorry. Why does it sound like Blizzard and Square Enix are suddenly like friendly? Like, they're, you know, Yoshi P like, I don't mind that they're going to Azeroth. That's not the worst place that they could go. <sighs> it's like so going to Blade and Soul for crying out loud. You know what I mean? It, it seems like it, 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 again, it is. A, it's a weak statement. And that's the part that bothers me. I, 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 all of the points about development, I totally understand that, but uh, you know, and like that, we say, like it's like it's just the attitude of it. Like even if you can't like even deliver on making sure not a single sub leaves, the point right. is you want like put on the PR face, yes, get out there and send the right lie message to me. To God damn it, lie to me if you have to. <laughs> but but the OCP didn't lie to us when he was saying 1.0 was a failure. So why is he going to lie to us now? Because he didn't make 1.0. Yeah. He was literally gets to shift the blame over to someone else and then say, now here's what I'm giving you. Right. Like he didn't, I, I mean, he didn't have to take responsibility for 1.0. Right. Yeah, that was nothing on his shoulders. Right. That was easy to do. Yeah. I mean, the company had to bear the brunt of sure. the responsibility, which they did, and they yeah. did very well. And I will always compliment them for that move. It was a great move. It was a smart move. Yeah. But. It was, it, but it was also incredibly competitive too. I mean, to say that, look, like we're gonna create a uh, a game that's gonna be so good, you're gonna uh, like this is not going to impact this first impression of it is not going to impact it and you're still going to fucking play it that's a highly competitive move and ballsy the balls on them to say look we're going to fix it don't worry guys we're going to fix it Incredibly. i didn't believe them when they said that too I, neither did anyone else no Nobody one did. did no one did that's the we all thing. said this game can't be fixed that's the thing but again you know like 
even if and, and like Ascali was saying like even if he said even if Yoshi P came out and said I don't want to lose a single sub and you knew that that was quantifiably not true right even just the statement alone the strength of the statement alone would have done a lot for morale I think let me give you a very painful example I'm a Detroit Lions fan oh god and I have been my entire <laughs> okay. life oh no and it is extremely difficult to be because they hurt me every single season but every single season, they march their coach or their quarterback up there, and he says, "We're gonna we we got we're gonna try to win every game this year. We're gonna do our absolute best, and we're gonna go to the playoffs. That's the goal." Yeah, if, if the, they if came the, up there and said, if the you know what, guys, like, it's look, gonna be a rough season. Yeah, no, just the, tune the, in the, next the coach year. the coach comes up to the podium and he's just like, <sighs> "Look, I'm just gonna I'm gonna level with you guys. All right, I this. If you look at practices, man, we've got a lot of work we're gonna do." Uh, we're going to probably lose, I would say, three quarters <laughs> of, of all the games that yeah, we're going to play. We're, we're looking at four and twelve. I this mean, year. it would be he would be being honest in that moment, but it would not inspire confidence. Oh and I think that's the point. A coach did that at Michigan State, I think, in the late nineties, and was canned the next day. Uh, <laughs> you can't, you can't do that. You're yeah. the leader of the team. It is your job to inspire confidence in your in your team and in your fan base. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You have to, you have to do it. Exactly. And that's what's so frustrating. Like, I will continue watching the Lions, but the day that they come up and say, it's going to be a rough season, guys. I'm, we're looking at 2-14, and 3-13 probably. I'm, I'm done. Because you know, you, know, you know when they say that, the truth of it is so much worse. Yeah, uh, it's the probably 1-15. Tr- uh, yeah, you're, uh, we're going to see no wins this year. <laughs> Again. Yeah, will, we just want to sell tickets. With, uh, in terms of content, that Final Fantasy XIV does need to step up its game because, you know, you jump into Legion, yeah, and let's say let's say you do you do all the Sarmar bullshit. You get those two dungeons unlocked. You got ten dungeons a week you can do for gear. Yeah, gear that might excite you when it suddenly gets Titan Forge and you got like you're like oh a fifty, it's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, those dungeons scale up into three different tiers of difficulty, and then the raid, which is going to have like some like eight or nine bosses or something ridiculous, also scales up with. At first, it's going to be two different levels of the difficulty, and then they're going to add in their, you know, mythic, the hardest difficulty, the week after. Yeah, like and, like and we you look at Final Fantasy fourteen. You know, you got two dungeons that it's going to be tome generators. Yep. You got a fucking it, trial you're going to do once for the story, and then you might. You guys aren't, but I might. <laughs> I might bother trying to plug that shit. I appreciate your honesty. <laughs> Dang. Well, yeah, you're not wrong. I spent three weeks banging my head against the wall trying to get a pug to clear it to get my weapon. And then, oh, hey, there's Alexander Savage. Uh, yeah. 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 I'm just going to go with my friends who are playing WoW. Yeah, and that's, you know, like, and, and I think that that's sort of the thing that you want to kind of avoid as an MMO developer is like, why am I here and not playing WoW? You know, like, especially now with Legion being satisfying, too. Mm-hmm. And and again, uh, you know, Satori just outlined a couple of reasons why, uh, you know, the, uh, Blizzard's development on WoW with Legion has been a success. We're going to go through a lot more of those uh, in an upcoming episode. But I think that that's totally valid. Like, that's 100% valid to look, you know, to, to look at what Blizzard's putting out there and go, wow, okay, that's... That's pretty impressive. Why am I still bothering to log into FF14? 
And then, again, to, to go back to the previous point, and then to have Yoshi P say, yeah, that's okay. Uh, yeah. These thoughts you're having, they're normal. Yeah, right. They're part of every gamer's life. Anyway, oh. thanks thanks for the call, Satori. We appreciate it. Uh, if you'd like to give Limit Break Radio a call, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, limitbreakradio.com slash Discord if you want to call in on Discord. Uh, yeah, I, I mean... It's it's going to be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how long people stay engaged from three point four. Uh, well, I mean, my uh, my record was uh, a week for three point three. So we'll see wow. how. Uh, it's not that's not very great. It sure isn't. Nope. Uh, all right. Uh, again, if you want to give uh, the show a call, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715. LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. We're setting aside almost an entire hour to read emails today because there are, so there are tons of emails. Uh, but before we do that, let's check out what's going on in the FFFL. <laughs> Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Week six of the FFFL draws to a close, which means that we have reached the halfway point of the season. Unlike last year, which saw most of the teams clumped together at the midway point, our teams are completely spread out this year, so let's jump into the week six action. First, the Blom T-Rexars picked up their second win of the season over the Melocene Marauders. Having swept the home and away, they now sit at three and three, while the Marauders fall to two and four. The Banana Hammocks fought valiantly, trying to avenge their only loss of the season, but it was not to be. They've now lost twice to the undefeated Chickabos and sit at four and two. El Negro Grande, Grande scraped out a win this week over the hapless Red Wings. We now go live to Castle Baron to hear what their fans have to say about the loss. Thanks for that, Red Wings fans. El Negro Grande advances to two and four, while the Red Wings fans fall to zero and six. The Edelweiss Avengers continue to roll, taking down Beambo USA. They haven't lost a match since week one, meaning they've lost about as often as Callow has been on the show. They go to 5-1 and one while Beambo falls Boom. to 0-6. Lastly, the Super Senpai Megaforce remains undefeated as they take down the Verminion Lords. With the loss, the Verminion Lords fall to 2-4. and four. However, they have played the toughest schedule in the league so far. Uh, their second half stands to be much easier as they have no games left against the Super Senpai Megaforce or the Chickabos. Thank God. Right? You've, and you've got, like, in the next three weeks, you've got, like, the Red Wings, Beambo, and El Negro Grande. <laughs> so you might be able to get right back into it. Wow. On the waiver wire this week, we've got Thancred, Lilliset, Prish, Titus, Galuff, Bartz, Cecil, King Mogglemog, Louis Swa, and Cookie Persona. Dang. Yeah, Ooh. it's a stacked lineup this week on the wow. on the waiver wire. Man, Mugglemog, Louis Swa, and Cookie, Cookie Persona, and Lilith and Prish. Yeah, it's a sweet week on the waiver wire, man. Wow. <laughs> Cookie's like, what? The waiver wire <laughs> order this week will be Papa Woody, Gordor, Mad Hatter, Surin, Anero, Malkithera, Nika, Escalia, Juxta, and Callow. Our matchups for this week will see the Melusine Marauders heading down to the missing member to battle the Chickabos. The Verminion Lords will make the trip to Castle Baron and take on the Red Wings. Important questions will be answered in this matchup, such as if a feast match happens and no one shows up to watch it, does the result still count? <laughs> the Balam T-Rexars will hit the road again for a big game against Titan's Banana Hammock. A win ties them up with the Banana Hammocks for second place, whereas a loss will result in a deep hole to climb out of. The Edelweiss Avengers hit the road again this week, traveling down to the Midgar slums to take on El Negro Grande. They played the closest game of the season when they were at home. 
Well, uh, time will tell how the road matchup plays out. And lastly, the Super Senpai Megaforce will hop the eighth right down to a quarry mill to finish their season series with Beambo USA. David meets Goliath once more as Beambo gets a chance to make a statement. For more on what's going on in the FFL, FFFL, check out LimitBreakRadio.com this Tuesday night. That's right, and make sure you uh, vote for our winners. That's how the winners of the matchups are decided. That gets posted over at LimitBreakRadio.com on Tuesdays. You can also check Twitter for those. That's at Twitter.com slash LimitBreakRadio. Also, new episodes go up on uh, Tuesdays. They've been uh, going up about midday Tuesdays uh, lately just because of uh, the work schedule. And, uh, yeah, appreciate uh, appreciate all your patience about that. Uh, you know, adjusting to a new work schedule uh, can be a little bit difficult, especially when uh, putting together a project like this. And it's always it's just it's nice to know that you guys are uh, are, are nice and patient for us, you so. suck at everything. Oh, <laughs> jeez, that makes me sad. Speaking of sucking at everything and making people sad. That's right. Uh, we've got uh, Skuro on the line. Skuro. Hi. Skuro, are you the... Oh, my Speaking God. Speaking of sucking oh, at everything. Oh, hey. Oh, my God. Wait, the there's a mute button on this thing, and <sighs> yeah. Jesus Christ. God, I found it, guys. Don't worry. Yeah, we were real worried. Uh, <laughs> so, anyway, uh, Skuro, or as he's now known as uh, Cockrings. Cockrings, that's yeah, right. Cockrings uh, making a special appearance. We, uh, we've, got a, we've got a midterm... Uh, challenge for uh, cock rings here, but uh, the thing. Okay, so we wanted to give a little bit of uh, of uh, context for this. So if you didn't listen to the post show, if you don't hang around for the post show, that generally happens at around like I don't know, it, it happens after final encounter cast, like at six ish ish. Uh, uh, six ish, seven ish. Uh, here at uh, twitch.tv slash limit break radio, then uh, you did not hear this particular bit. Uh, and uh, this was from the post show last week. And so, uh, let Juxta, you had issued a challenge. I did. Uh, Skrull, your intern duties have been come under question multiple times. Yep. And it's definitely time for you to. Be to put, yeah, you've got to the test. Yeah, you've got to you've got to prove your worth. Yeah, let's let's listen let's listen to this little segment from the post show. Yes, because I think Juxta has something to tell Cockring here. Oh, oh okay. Oh, okay. Which I, is, I'm I'm here for the abuse. What's that? Oh, Kuki introduced I, you. Hi. Oh, hi. I'm actually yeah, here, yeah. and I can hear you now, Kuki. Yeah. Can great. you introduce yes. me again, please? Uh, hi, Juxta is here as our second guest. He has something to talk to Cockrings about. <laughs> yes, something. Cockrings. All right, so you've been seasonally interning for us for a while now. Uh, how yeah. do you think you've been doing? I, I think I've done a pretty good job. You think so? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, well, that was mean. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well... I've just I've devised a test for you to do on the show next week. Are you gonna be here next week? Yeah, I'll be here next week. All right. At some point during the show, we're gonna put your seasonal intern skills to the test. But we're gonna we are kind and gentle gods. We will uh, tell you what the test is beforehand, so you can prepare for it. Okay. Oh. All right. All right. I'm I'm, I'm interested. 
All right. I'm uh, glad you're interested. The seasonal intern test <laughs> for you will be to sing uh, Good King Moogamog over the air. <laughs> what? The seasonal oh. intern test for you, Mr. Cockrings, will be to sing <laughs> Good King Moogamog over the air live. Oh so that, that, that applied all my knowledge of developing up a show and you know clipping like clips and whatnot and uh, it's come down to king Mugglemug. yes <laughs> i feel like that's applied to literally none of my <laughs> none of what i've been doing uh well actually you should have been doing stunts this whole time because you're the fucking intern <laughs> but guess what you haven't been doing that so i guess that's on you for not uh, properly applying yourself so does he have to do like the different voices for all the little movies? Oh yeah! Oh, oh yes. that. Oh, what the hell? Oh, that's important. And if you fail this test, you can never be on Limit Break Radio again. And when I say Limit Break Radio, I mean literally all aspects of Limit Break Radio, which means including the chat. <laughs> <laughs> Permanently okay. ban you. So wait, if if I do do it, then does that mean that I can never be banned again? No, of course. <laughs> I what think it's adorable that you asked that. that. Do you well, think about it? For something. If you do well, then you can actually continue being the seasonal intern. So wait, I'm still seasonal? I just get like another season? Well, what no, do you think no, seasonal you, means? No, no, this is just the, still the first season. Yeah, but I figured I'd be like provisional at this point. Mm, no. Provisional seasonal intern. Y- yeah. Well, yeah, but just, just, just provisional though. I figured I'd lose the seasonal. We'll see how well you do. Let's put it that oh, way. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fuck, uh, I'm trying to do that damn song. Notch. Well, th- no, see, this is this is why we're giving you it in advance so you can practice when you're, you know, firing please at your wine shop. So, yeah, don't don't let anyone say that we're completely unreasonable. <laughs> yes, like I said, we are kind and gentle gods. There you go. Okay, so that's that's just some of the fun that you miss if you miss the post show. So, uh, again, if you want to uh, catch it live, you can do that here at twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. But uh, you can also get the uh, video on demands of these. The only way that you can get them is by donating over at patreon.com slash Limit Break Radio. Uh, just a dollar a month gets access to these. And, uh, you know, I, I've got a credit pops and kooky and even you, Cockerings. Uh, you guys have put some Man, good work Goro in. Is the only thing lonelier than dying. Thank uh, thanks, thanks for that uh, donation, War Swine. And yeah, Scrow is the only thing lonelier than Diadem. <laughs> uh, All right, so are we uh, ready for that today? Right now, then? I, th- I think so. I mean, we've got to, we've kind of got to put him through his review. Okay, uh, but now Scrow, I'll have you know that I just sent a link through the uh, the chat, and I'm going to have you open that up for me right now. Okay, you got, uh, you got it open. Okay. No. Go get it open. Scurro, what the use, fuck are you use, doing? Use your $7 toaster computer and open the goddamn link. And then God. tell us when you're done with your $8 microphone. Seriously. Wait, this is... What the yeah, fuck? Yeah, okay. okay. All, All right. right. So That's an indication. Here, here's the twist. Um, you're not going to be singing get Good King Mugglemog. You're going to be singing uh, a parody I wrote of Good King Mugglemog called oh, Salty Radio. <laughs> it's That's fucked. It's in the same tune as Mugglemog, so you're aptly prepared, as I am sure you've been practicing all week. 
There you go. And uh, we've even, I think we've got some music to provide you, too. Uh, yeah. I think we've, we've got everything set for you here, uh, Skrow. So, uh, all right. We, we now bring you uh, Skrow's performance of uh, Salty Radio. Radio special on the net. Fuck yeah. Salty radio shit will make you sweat. Salty radio is always brazen boast. Missing lines. This elf scar. The dirty host. This is Fuck rough. Yeah. This is rough. Grumpy Annie will make you cry. Wishes you get AIDS and then you die. <laughs> He's nice and cute like a doll. Woman's. And phones, names, and firewalls. Jesus. <laughs> Nikas Rowe was shielded. This play. is awful. All right. <laughs> cut, the mu- cut the music. Stop this. Stop this. There was no effort there. There was I none. I thought it was going to be all acapella. That's what none. I was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> none. No effort. So, all right. We're going we're gonna to give you one more attempt at this. Because, okay. again, if you fuck it up, we're never going to make mention of you ever again. Ever, you're permanently banned. So, in the interest of giving you a fair shake, which I don't know why we're doing. N- uh, well, in the interest of fair oh, shakes. Oh, other than this new fucking shit that I didn't even fucking practice this whole week. Got it. Yep. Yep. Exactly. You, pra- yep. you practice good King Mogamon. That's so right. You should. This is too. This is just as that's ju- is, uh, just as much training as you need it. God. All right. Do you want to give music again, or do you want to do it without the music, girl? Actually, I could probably do it better without the music. All right, you because know, it's, it's saying other lyrics on top of the lyrics. I'm trying to read, and it's like, yeah, it's not happening. Okay, I mean, if he doesn't want to do, it, if he wants to push out and not do it with the music, then that's fine. Too. Oh my god! All right, fine. We'll try. To do it. <laughs> all right, are you ready this yeah. time? It's so easy to bully. <laughs> all right, all right. So sing it, loudly, okay? Yep. All right, here we go. Are you ready, Skuro? Yeah, I guess as ready as can be. All right, here we go. LBR, best show on the net. Fuck yeah. Salty Radio's LBR. Shit will make you sweat. Salty Radio's LBR. Always braids and bows. Salty Radio's LBR. Listen up and meet all dirty hosts. Fuck yeah. Little ahead. And he will make you cry. Wishes you get AIDS and then you die. Cookie's nice and cute like a doll. Women's the phone, name's firewall. Nika's row has shield and blade. She'll lead your group. You lead your raid. And he just stopped. What? Oh, okay, well, Jexa has one goal for his plan. You're, drop it. Oh drop it. Stop it. Wow. Stop it. God oh. damn it. You yeah. are terrible. I, Jaxa, do you want to sing I, this with me? It's hard. Do, do, you, do you guys want to show him how this shit is done? Yeah. yeah, we can do it. All right. We got this? Everyone in together? Yeah, yeah we got I, this. It's in the host chat. I, is it? Okay. Yeah, I just, oh yeah. But, yeah come on. Okay, all right. Well, you get, then you guys, you guys start. You all guys right. start that. Okay. All right. All right, we're playing? Yeah, go ahead. Salty Radio is LBR, best show on the net. Fuck yeah! Salty Radio is LBR, shit will make you sweat. Salty Radio is LBR, always brazen and boast. Salty Radio is LBR, listen up and meet all the dirty hosts. Fuck yeah! 
Trump be yeah, and he will make you hurt. cry. Wishes, Wishes you get AIDS and then you die. Kooky's nice and cute like a doll. Woman's the phone's name's firewall. Because Rose has shield and blade. She'll lead your route and gun your raid. Juxta has one goal for his plan. He'll drop a troll wherever he can. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Papa Woody sits in corners, grabs the drinks, great supporter. Eskamasa has a bag of tricks. Doesn't matter. matter. Always number six. Kalo Landis smiles and charms. He'll swoon you with a wink. No cause for alarm. And... And who is the last one? You're too oh, fast, man. Almost. Radio is LBR. Only ones with spine. Here, here. Punch your Tony. Mind your moans. We'll find your post online. Salty Radio is LBR. Our conflict is our niche. Salty Radio is LBR. What do you demand? What do you demand? What do you demand? Oh, there you go. All right. That was fun. Yeah. See, that's how you turn a song into a clusterfuck of a train wreck that is still intelligible. Yeah. You You goddamn piece of shit, Skrull. You let Juxta sing half a measure early. That's right. Yeah. Whoops. Whoops. (laughs) Asshole. I just Uh, get so excited. Uh, so uh, the way that that bit ends is that Skrull is forever banned. All right, he's done. Fired. Goodbye, Skrull. Bye, Skrull. Bye. He will not be missed. All right, he's gone. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, <laughs> let's read some emails uh, because because how do you cleanse your palate after that? You don't. Uh, there's, there's no no help coming. After let's that. take let's take this first uh, email from Nightfall Polly Nikes of uh, Leviathan who says greetings LBR hosts I listen to you all nearly every day at work today and uh, heard that old school intro to episode 79 and hit me right in the feels I had to pull over and enjoy the moment because I damn near wrecked my patrol car also I couldn't put off writing in any longer I want to tell you uh, that you all do a great job and uh, uh, at what you do and uh, I have been a longtime fan of of the show. I remember the first time I ever listened to LBR, I was in the army and just prior to going into the field for several days long exercise, I downloaded all the available episodes onto my MP3 player. That night, I remember listening to the cutting the ribbon lying on the ground in my sleeping bag, and I was hooked. This would have been the fall of 2006, I believe. I was exhausted the next day because I didn't get any sleep, having had listened to hours of Annie, Kahlo, Sale, and Argent all night long this is one of my favorite uh memories from lbr by the way it was really cool to hear about the old hosts when you said that arjit was now a teacher living in malaysia or something that's awesome japan japan uh i uh, stayed current on all the ff11 shows as they came out and have been listening to the ff14 shows since uh the show was reborn a few years ago i rarely get to listen live because i generally work on sundays nowadays i'm in a vehicle most of my days and uh you all help me get through my shift you guys do a fantastic job and though i don't always agree with every little thing that you say uh you always provoke some deep thoughts about the game and gaming in general i'm excited to hear that bender media productions is expanding further as i am a fan of all three current shows and encourage everyone i meet to check them out 
what's in the LBR email without a little bitching one uh, thing that I'd like to see in FF14 is a sword DPS I enjoy playing paladin from time to time but I've always had a love for playing sword type classes but not necessarily a tank I've always thought that there was something special about a legendary or mythical sword over other weapons Excalibur joy use or riddle mm. for example uh, but this forces you to play a tank class in this game what would you guys think about a good knight uh, type sword that uh, uh, sword user class good knight that's interesting <laughs> good night a good night uh, a good knight type sword class uh, that would be and how would it work uh, would they have to introduce a new weapon class to go along with the job the way that the system currently works I would have to say yes clearly samurai is the obvious choice uh, in uh, 11 red mages blue mages warriors and others could use swords uh, I just want a damn DPS job that uses broadswords anyway thanks for taking the time to read my email and I will continue to be listening until the show goes off the air. Listening forever nightfall Polly Nikes of Leviathan. P.S. Sometimes late at night I wake up in a cold sweat with the sound of a Nero's version of the Sandy Bagpipes echoing in my head. Scary stuff. Thanks for that email. I really appreciate the email. Uh, you were in the army and that's what keeps you up at night? Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. No, I, I. this is really cool. I love that that story about uh, you know their first time listening to Limit Break radio and uh you know we talk to a lot of people who have been listening to this you know have been listening to this show for a really 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 long time and i think it's kind of crazy that there are people who have grown up with us as hosts the same way that i grew up with maybe drew and mike or opie and anthony and that there are people who look to us uh you know to to entertain them like that that's that's an amazing Compliment, And that's the only thing that I think that I've ever wanted in my entire career. So thank you for that. That's uh, that's that's really, really nice. In terms of uh, a DPS sword class, I think they would have to introduce a different type of sword. Yeah. Um, Rapiers. Yeah. Like a rapier. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, scimitars. We could that. Could, you could see that in Alamigo. I could. I, I could. I could. <laughs> Blue mage confirmed. Lol. <laughs> uh, but I, I as far as a broadsword, I feel like that that would probably reside square in the cat in the paladin category and i don't think that you'll be able to just with the way that the the game functions right. you'd be able to have a uh weapon that you know two classes can use i just it it runs counter to the entire idea of the armory system yeah. so uh i don't think that we'll see anything like that but we might see a type of sword user that is a dps never know Never know. Uh, you know, they did spin off. Remember, they did used to include daggers as uh, as as a part of the sword category and paladins. And <laughs> we're dagger yeah, users. Used to, used to use daggers. So it is entirely possible that they could spinning off a different type of sword to denotate a different type of uh, type of class. So uh, who wants to take this uh, next? Uh, I got it. All right. Uh, hey, LBR. I've been listening to the show since the 11 days and started supporting the show on Patreon a few months ago. Thank you. Thank you. Seriously, people listening right now, why aren't you supporting them yet? The LBR army needs you. And so, listening to episode 80, you discussed that statement from Yoshi P about how he was told that they had spent too much uh, development time on Bahamut 
being a game designer, I had to react to what you said after that about designers wanting their work to be seen by a majority of players. As a game designer, you learn quickly that quite a lot of stuff you design will never see the light of day. Thank you! Not because it isn't good, but because the development effort versus what your idea brings into it brings isn't on a good ratio. And I can safely assume that Yoshi P's statement actually falls under that rule. They made Bahamut one of the greatest pieces of content this game has to offer. It probably took them a lot of time to develop, but at the time, they had probably estimated that it was worth it. They got numbers on participants patient clear rates etc but because it's so good it acted as a fucking reward in and of itself Mm -hmm. when you have a lackluster reward you get more disengagement and i think we that is no more obvious than objectively the numbers that you're seeing out of alexander Now take a look at the development of Heaven's Ward, the so-called Hell's Ward by the devs themselves, and how they were late developing it. They probably had to decide what to cut out of it uh, or make on a lesser scale. Can you guess what happened in the planning meetings? They took uh, took a look at a lot of past numbers and decided that spending that much time on raids was no longer worth it. And believe me, the designers were probably the most frustrated people about that decision. And because, or thanks to that, uh, they had more time to work on the next expansion and can say, look, we're ahead of the planning. It's unfortunate, but that's how planning for a game mostly works. I say mostly because I can almost already hear a Nero going, but how does Lords of Verminion make any fucking sense within the cost-effective reasoning? It doesn't. And that's why I think it was probably developed on free time or as a pet project but that's another subject anyway thanks for reading this i hope it helps you understand a bit better how game development works i'm not saying this uh, is the best way for players to do it but with dev costs these days it has become a daily concern for pretty much everyone who wants to stick around and that's from skulkaya Locky of the ragnarok server p.s your ff11 throwback episode has been the tipping point for me i've subscribed again thank you god that's funny i've heard that from a lot of people that Dear after, Lord, do- after doing the throwback episode twitter that they, they went back to ff11 yeah I would love to see like I want to see like a little like bump in the player population in eleven where it's just like, hey, look, that's where episode hey, seventy nine came look out. At that. There uh, it is. We did that. You're right. welcome, Square Enix. Um, no, I, you know, I think that this is, uh, you know, you've got a good point, and uh, obviously none of us are game developers, and you know, we're not speaking on a first, uh, you know, on a, on a, uh, you know, a first. Uh, uh, first person damn. basis. Thank you. First hand. God damn it. First hand. Thank you. I don't know why I'm having so many brain farts today. Um, and, it, you know, like I and I understand what you're trying to say. But at the same time, though, you have to have content that is premium content that is held back. I mean, the fact that C, I think C was one of the best design zones in the entirety of FF11 mm-hmm. and that, you know, a fraction of your poor of your pop population for a long time had only gotten to experience that or see that made it feel somehow special but the fact that ever and it's maybe this is just me being old because i feel like this with tv shows and movies a lot of times too there used to be the ability to find a gem and to you know like be like oh this is great and to share it with your friends and to get your friends into it it doesn't happen anymore because everyone has already seen every fucking thing that exists like our exposure to media our exposure to games and content is no greater now than it has ever been and i think that it's harder to surprise a gaming audience whether it's with mechanics or whether it's with set pieces or whatever you're doing than it is than ever it's harder to wow an audience that has you know that has already experienced a lot of really amazing gaming moments than it is to experience one that has or than it is to you know uh engage one that hasn't so i i do think that 
there needs to be incentive like those uh, those things that maybe cost more i, I liked the, the way that they did it with binding coil where it did it again it felt like a reward yeah. if after after all that work of leveling your character now i get to go try my hand at this and holy shit is this amazing i never got that with alexander and i i, I i'm I, i've been struggling to figure out is that a is that a problem with the raid itself is it a problem with the content or is it a problem with me i don't know I don't know for sure. I'm totally willing to accept that this is a problem with me, but I actually think that it's more systemic because the numbers of uh, of other people who are dissatisfied with the content and who feel similarly to the way that I feel about the content. I, I mean, that that number's in my fucking favor. Well, I mean, you talk about people as a, we as gamers, we have been, we've been through all the surprises, all the, oh my God moments. We've like, we've had so many of them throughout gaming that it's hard. Do you remember playing Bioshock for the first time or learning the twist in Bioshock yeah, for the yeah, first yeah. time? Right. It was mind blowing. Right. But ever since then, like, I don't know that I've had a big twist that's quite been on the level of that reveal. I, I it, and again, it, you know, that it comes it comes up to like, is this just nostalgia? Uh, you know, uh, begging for more nostalgia. Um, I I don't think that's what it is, though. Like, I, I I think that we've hit on something that is dissatisfying about the way that games are currently being developed. I mean, I think that if you look, I mean, if you look at the way that. Um, you know, microtransactions and DLC culture has started to to go, uh, and and really the the kind of like um, the the compartmentalizing and selling off of specific types of content. Yeah, I, I think that you know, like that's it's kind of frustrating as a consumer because you feel like you're like they're hitting you again and again and again. And at the same time, like, I think the everyone has expectations for whatever game they're going to be buying, whatever product they're going to be buying. And fundamentally, like, what happens when those expectations are not met? You know, like, that's it, it, it doesn't just have to it doesn't just apply to FF14. This applies to everything that we consume. And, and is it possible? Because okay, the bar only goes up like every time you have like those expectations. And they're like, if a game meets them, the bar only goes up from there. The bar right. never seems to reset back down. It's it's not sustainable forever, though. You can't just keep having bold, new, amazing storytelling things. Like look at look at cinema. Everything that happens in cinema today has happened before. Right. Eventually, that's where gaming is going to be. All the ideas, like I'm not saying like there's never going to be a new idea again. But all the big things have probably happened. It's like like the Simpsons did it joke. The right. Simpsons have done everything because they've been around forever. Yeah, and you can and 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 transposed into this environment, you can replace that joke with Wow did it. Wow did it, yeah. And, but the thing is, is that if Wow had just released a, a Warlords of Draenor Part Two and it had gotten the shittiest reception since Warlords of Draenor, I would have said, yeah, maybe you got a point there. Mm. But Legion is killing it. Well, I mean. Here's the thing about Legion is it was coming off Warlords of Draenor, which was such a like I guess it's coming off two really bad expansions in a row, right? Was was Pandaria Pan- before that? Pandaria. Pandaria was good. People, people in general is pretty well received. Okay, okay. Hmm. Once you look past the whole, well, you're a panda, kung fu panda. Okay, off, right. Yeah. But coming off Draenor, like maybe that's how 4.0 is going to be for us. But we're coming off a of 3.0. Like, well, 
They probably won't be able to do worse than that. No, I, well, but I think I think Blizzard did some very important things. Like they did, they recognized some key areas where their game was not succeeding and it was not satisfying as a game to play. Mm-hmm. And they identified what what is it that MMO players want out of their games? Because I think an MMO player versus your traditional gamer, your traditional, uh, you know, game player, they want two very different things. They hired one of their major raiders onto their development staff. How many games you know that do that? Right. And, and so I think that that speaks volumes for, you know, the way that, you know, Blizzard interacts with its audience and receives its feedback and criticism versus the way that Square Enix has been going about it. Hmm. I, I mean, I th- it feels to me, at least, that Blizzard is really kind of going out of their way to address a lot of those underperforming areas. And, you know, it's it's yeah, it's common. Like a lot of the areas that they addressed are common criticisms. Sure. But they also thought outside the box and put put in shit that people know, that people didn't expect that caught people off guard and by surprise. And how how did they do that? How what what mechanisms did they use to be able to surprise their audience like that? We had talked about it on Final Encounter maybe last week or two weeks ago that uh, Cthulhu, yeah, that Cthulhu yeah. NM that that was popped by, you know, not by accident, but by like, you know, like they didn't, they didn't know yeah. what they were doing when they were doing right. that. Yeah. yeah, I had no idea they were summoning a deity of another realm. Right. And, and it's and I'm not I'm not saying copy and paste that put that into FF14 but what I'm saying is like creative out of the box thinking mm-hmm. can still be applied to MMOs as a genre if Blizzard can do it there's no reason that Square Enix can't that's my point yeah. I agree uh, all right uh, who wants to take this next email uh, I guess I could do it okay it's a little long but we got it so this is email is from Kyle Raja says, Dear hosts, let me preface this email by saying I'm a longtime listener of your show. Uh-oh. I've been listening since the days of Eleven show back when I was still in high school. You were what kept me tethered to the game when lots of friends lost interest. Uh, I have so many memories of you giving me information and strategies that I would otherwise never have figured out. Those were 100% our strategy. Yeah, we came <laughs> up with those. That, yeah. was, that was us. Totally us. As well as entertaining me as I played. You guys make phenomenal products, and I know things will only go up for you. Listening to the show, as it sounds, you guys are basically where I am with the game. Aside from Mika. Aside from Mika. Uh, I have recently stopped playing due to a very strange schedule and that is going back to normal as of late. Before my time restraints, though... Uh, I was feeling a lack of interest. This morning, driving into work, it dawned on me. You guys have talked about the lack of difficulty in this game, and I think inserting some difficulty alone could do some major good. Not ju- I mean, not just difficulty, but like, what, like, why, why push yourself against that challenge over and over again, unless it's for something good on the other side of it? Yeah. You know, like, again, not to, not to harp back on the rewards, but if you put, something critical or essential behind a difficult piece of content you know look people are people are going to overcome yes that challenge people with your your players will overcome that limitation more people cleared titan than didn't clear it yeah yeah and you had way more engagement too you had way more engagement in your community across the board oh everyone was doing titan there was no way less content there was no shortage of groups looking for titan totally Mm mm-hmm 
Oh, you asshole. Uh, you, uh, <laughs> what do you think would be the idea of implementing, quote, dangerous zones? So the new expansion comes out with new zones with higher level mobs whose battle behaviors are much more aggressive, on top of being actually somewhat challenging to kill. Within the dangerous zones, the only way to teleport is from an aetherite. Obviously, new dungeons would be in these zones, and these dungeons could only be unlocked by traversing the dangerous zones and entering. This way, the devs could keep up the dungeons instanced, but still give you a feel of that discovering a new dungeon. Maybe they could even throw in a little hidden quest or two. Uh, also, the zone should be inhabited by some really cool-looking landmarks, so people who are not high enough level can see them from nearby places. Hmm. I like that. Yeah, yeah. that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Make you want it. Yes! Uh, keep it from you make you want it more you can that, see it but you can't touch it yes that see, whole, see no touchy that that whole idea of keep them wanting more that's a legit that's a legit strategy and and i don't understand why it's not applied to gaming more often you know it's it's it, it, gaming seems to be all about the instant gratification and i don't think that that is necessarily the route that you have to go with mmo development i understand that games are on their fundamental level about satisfaction and gratification. But that doesn't always necessarily come from one style of play. And I just feel like not just 14 is guilty of this, but the entire gaming industry is guilty of making things easier progressively so that a game like Dark Souls ends up standing out against all of these other games because the the challenge and the fun is found in the in the difficulty. There's something to that. That said, but I grant you, Dark and Souls, and it doesn't ha- have to be it, it, like Dark it, like Dark Souls. It doesn't have to be in every aspect of your game. You don't need to make dungeons a one in ten shot that you're going to clear them. Right. You, you, no one's saying that, but. Having only the the only danger being relegated to a instance raid, four instance raids in the entire fucking game feels really pointless. Yeah, I don't know if like that like what Dark Souls does works in in an MMO environment. Like Dark no, Souls didn't no, have anything that totally. maybe want to keep going other than like I'm playing this game and I need to beat it. No, I need to overcome the challenge. Like there was nothing. There was never like I need to get to this. I need this. No, that I, I, that's not necessarily true, dude. Uh, Stupid. There, not Dark Souls one. Dark Souls one. There are critical character upgrades where after you get them, you're like, oh yeah, like being able to kindle your bonfire sure. up to twenty. That was one where I was like, as soon as I figured out about that. I was like, I got to go find that boss and kill him now. You know what I mean? The, I abil- the ability to teleport from from bonfire to bonfire. It's a game that rewarded you with fundamental, you know, fundamental mechanics like being able to warp from bonfire to bonfire. Think right. about it. It's, it's but like, you didn't, like unless you were like guiding it or like learning from someone else. You didn't know you were going to get that eventually. You didn't know you were going to be able to warp from bonfire to bonfire. It depends. I mean, it depends on on it, you know what level of research you did about the. I did. That's I, what I mean, I, I went into it very blind. I, I, and I, I, after getting frustrated, went and consulted a resource and started f- learning more things about the game. Oh, you casual. But the thing is, is that the game inspired that. The game in, uh, inspired that in me, and I think that that. You know, like that is what is notable, not necessarily the challenge, but what engaged the player. I mean, if you think about it, 
getting the ability to teleport between bonfires and dark souls is really no different from getting fly and the ability to use fly in Pokemon. It's the exact same thing. And it's put at a point in the game where it's later on in the game. And yeah, this would have totally served you way better in the early parts of the game. But the early parts make you slog back through that trek, back up through uh, (laughs) the the undead berg and shit. Can you imagine what that would have been like without the little uh, elevator that goes up and down from the parish to the to the firelink shrine it would have been brutal the game would have been a nightmare uh, and and that's that's the thing is that that is i think the balance that needs to that you need to pay attention to when balancing big you know like bit like the 18 man raids your big stuff the void arcs the 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 um uh crystal tower and we got a nice move towards that with ozma we did get a nice yes. move towards that with ozma so uh yeah points not lost anyway uh, was there more? Uh, yeah. Uh, I think this would help enrich the already existing elements and events in the game. Quests within the dangerous zones would actually be challenging because the mobs around you would really be out for blood. I think that any new fates in these areas would benefit as well. I just think that this is something uh, some something small that could be done to make the game better. It would serve to challenge players while immersing them deeper in the world. I know this wouldn't solve all the game's problems, but I think this is something that would be easy to implement. I have plenty of other ideas, but this email will be way too long. I keep up the good work, you guys, and uh, get everybody on the damn show at <laughs> on the damn show at once. Just kidding. I know it's tough to coordinate schedules, especially when you're in Kahlo. <laughs> Sincerely, uh, Karanaja Snowpiercer Mid- Midgard. So, oh yeah, <laughs> uh, said it right the first time. Karaja Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer. And that last one is Midgard Stormer. Mid. Midward Summer Murmur. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much for that email. Interesting stuff. Uh, I, I, yep. I think it's an interesting idea. And a lot of FF11 uh, fans coming out of the woodwork. Yeah, I wonder why. Boy, are they. I still Gotta like that. Yeah, I, that's a big thing I want is like a dangerous zone where dying yeah. is not just um, speed bump in this game. You know, one of the concepts that I think I'd like to see make a return from 1.0 is the idea of ethereal nodes. There's one thing about travel in FF uh, FF 14 1.0 where you, you know, you did have your aetherite plazas, but then to be able to get to other places on the map, you had aetherite nodes that you could teleport either to or, or no, I think you had to, you could teleport from them back to the Aetherite node, but you had to walk out there. Yeah. Right? And it actually did make some of the zones a little bit more dangerous. But once you got out there, uh, the Aetherite node acted a little bit like the Aetherite Plaza does, where you're able to set your home point and Wasn't be able it, to use that as a as an adventuring point. Was it 1.0 where you could get kicked off your Chocobo if you got hit too many times? Mm. Was that 1.0? I think so yes i yeah i think you could get knocked off your chocobo at one point i think you could yeah if they implemented like that and mobs that don't just de-aggro when you get 10 feet away from them yeah you got some dangerous zones yeah i I, and i think that that is a reasonable expectation i think it's a reasonable desire we've been asking for it for two patches now uh you know the fact that the world isn't even interesting to traverse (laughs) is uh, a huge problem that square enix has got to overcome i mean the fact that 90 percent of your player population just sits around in idleshire and queues for stuff and that's the you know that's the the doorway to most of the content that everyone's doing i think that that's probably not 
terribly good for overall engagement in an MMO. You want people, you want people to be engaged with the world. You want people to feel like the world is really connected and living and uh, and persistent outside of when you're not logged in. That's one of the things is that I I, I don't ever feel like. FF14 is persistent like I sort of feel like it stops when I'm not paying attention to it 14 feels very much like the world revolves around you yeah yeah and I mean like right down to the storytelling you're the warrior of light and savior of all Eorzea it's like yeah I get it like nothing runs without me yeah totally totally uh so uh let's uh let's take another email here uh Scully why don't you read this one sure uh greetings hosts kiss fork here of the Sargatana service uh, been listening since just before the Salted Earth episode, and I love listening to you guys at work. I haven't felt too strongly about anything to email in about until I listened to the back and forth discussion between Nika and Nero in regards to FF11 and FF14. I usually agree with most things Nika talks about because I feel we typically have the same play styles and mindset. On this topic, though, I have to disagree with her. I was also in one of the top H&M link shelves for my server, but I didn't have these issues that she did. Yes, King's Farming was mandatory, but only on HQ King Days for us. The NQ Days were camped by whoever was up for items to get time of death. It wasn't as boring and horrible as she makes it out to be. For my group, some of the best memories are, ca- are from camping H&Ms. Between windows, we used to hang out, talk, uh, hang out, talk shit, and much more. I still remember all of our nostalgia nights when we would compete with one another on playing old cartoon theme songs or music from the 80s and 90s. She also talks about how only leaders would reap the benefits, which in some instances is probably true, but wasn't the case with mine. Our main leader would always pass up on rolling the loop because he wanted it on the members that put in effort. I wasn't a leader in my link shell, but in many instances, I would receive items first because of my effort and contributions to the link shell. I still remember getting the first Ixion cloak on the server, which brings up another point. I still remember exact days for when I got uh, gear that I had been lusting after for a long time, not just from Kings either. The only thing I remember getting in this game is the Scholar book for soloing King Mooglemog. Uh, with that out of the way, the main issue at hand is that FF14 is in a definite lull in content. The content out right now feels more like a job to me than a game. Log in, farm your dungeons and raids, log out, and don't do anything else the rest of the week. It's a chore and it's not fun. Never once did I think about playing another MMO when I played FF11. As a matter of fact, I used to vehemently refuse to play WoW, calling it easy mode. <laughs> with the current state of FF14... I think a lot of us did. I think we all Ever, did that, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, with the current state of FF14, my friend finally convinced me to pick up WoW. This concerns me because I love FF14. It's a beautiful game. I like the playstyle, but the content doesn't back up my urge to play. I'm attending FanFest again this year and hoping that, like last time, all the hype I felt will rekindle my passion for the game. I really hope they announce something similar to Limbus or Salvage. Small group-oriented, but f- uh, still full of strategy and keeps you engaged for more than one to two months. Sorry for the long email, but it feels good to finally get these concerns off my chest, and you're still my favorite host, Nika, even when I disagree with you this time. Uh, get good since episode 19 kiss fork of sargatanus thanks kiss fork for that uh email and uh yeah i think i, I mean i i don't think you're alone in that camp of uh going to fan fest to be like all right let's see what you got you know impress uh, me yeah show me something i haven't seen yeah yeah uh, uh, and i i mean we know that 4.0 has been in development for a while like how reasonable is that expectation how reasonable is that? I mean, knowing that it has been in development for a while, that that you know they probably started in around the time that Heaven's Word was coming out, that you know planning for this probably you know they they had way more feedback to go on from their community than they had going into Heaven's Word, so you didn't have that much of a Realm Reborn out by the time you're starting to design Heaven's Word. And if you don't have that much player feedback and most of it is still positive, 
because you're riding the wave of uh, of positivity from the from the re-release. Sure. That, you know, yeah, it would be a pretty safe decision to go, okay, let's just keep doing that. Right. But now you've got an additional year to year and a half's worth of player feedback and uh, uh, server data that you're able to look at. What succeeded, what failed. How likely is that to play a role in what they end up laying out for 4.0? How how reasonable is it to expect that 4.0 is going to fix everything? Everything? No, nah, yeah, because I, I I think that there are people out there who do think that. No, it's not going to fix everything, and you will have complaints, and you'll probably have new complaints. Absolutely, and you but, can't ever fix everything. No, yeah, you can't. I mean, yeah, we did. We bitched about 11 back in the day too because it had problems. Yeah. Um. Well, and but, you want you always want to make it better. Like I think everyone's. Yeah. Everyone's got their own idea of what what content engages them or what content they yeah. th- they see as fun. And, you know, we recognize that, uh, you know, anyone who listens to this show and thinks that we advocate for content because we know that this is the best thing for everyone. No, none of us are game designers. We none speak of us, for the community. No, we don't. No. We no, have we never do that. again. We have never tried to speak for anyone except ourselves we've never tried to express an opinion except our own opinions and this is really this to me this is what you know when when i make comparisons to ff11 or i say that the current content is not engaging you know i'm just being honest i'm just telling you what i feel again if i came out here every single week and i acted as a cheerleader for this game it would be disingenuous you wouldn't know when i actually was disengaged i i saw someone make a comment in uh in the show uh in the show chat before uh the show ran that was like do these guys even play 14 still i haven't seen them on stream i haven't seen them online at all which is a kind of i mean i guess that's fair that's kind of a fair criticism yeah but 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 comes it comes with a bit of a caveat comes with a giant butt yeah a huge butt a big ass fat booty a rogadin booty hmm Ooh. Wait what? What? Ew! Yeah, gross, Ascalia. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? But it comes. It does. It comes with a caveat. Okay, and it comes with it. It, it comes with this understanding that look. We this is all highly subjective, and you guys have your own opinions as well. And I love these couple of emails because. Every one of them has gone to great lengths to say, look, I don't always agree with your show. Don't always agree with your content, but I love the show. I love the discussions that it generates. That's really at the heart of what we try to do here at Limit Break Radio. And, you know, those people who who want to say, well, you know, well, well, you know, do they even play this game anymore? Is this do they even can they even talk about this stuff anymore? You know, I think, again, we have to. We have to because we have been engaged with this game for so long. If we come out here and say, you know, hey, everything's good, guys. Don't worry. Don't be alarmed. There's nothing to worry about. When there is problems, then we lose a degree of credibility. Right? Right. Well, I mean, like, I look at this. I played four days this week. I actually capped lore, and I think 
that, that does not lend me any extra perspective that I wouldn't have had sitting here last week, other than I realize that the server's dead. Somebody said on Twitter, somebody said on Twitter recently, and I'm not sure really kind of what sparked this comment, that they'd love to see a debate between me and Happy because they don't, they, there have never been two people who have been more kind of on antithetical sides. Mm. And I, I don't. Is Happy on? I don't know. I, I guess Happy's kind of like uh, on. Is the, he a cheerleader for 14 He right might be. He might be. I Which watched I, any of his content I, in a while. See, yeah, that's the thing. I, I really, I haven't watched State of the Realm in a minute. I don't know where he's at with his engagement with 14. But I thought, kind of given the content of his channel, that his engagement with the, the game has been down as well. But at the also at the end of the day, he's had sponsored streams from Square Enix. And, <laughs> I, you know, we never have. Not, not once have you ever seen a sponsored stream for Limit Break Radio on anything, much less from Square Enix. We've never see, received a dime of sponsorship or even encouragement from Square Enix. Not one <laughs> word. In, in the entire three years that this show has been around and covering FF14. We've got nothing from them. I think I got to use tissue once. So hmm. there's nothing. You can, at the end of the day, you can guarantee, guarantee, that my opinions are not tainted by anything except the content that this game puts out, period. And, I mean, that's, to me, that's an important part of this show. That's, I think, why people like the show. That's one of the cornerstone foundations that this program was built on. And, you know, like, if you don't admit that, if you don't talk about the fact that there's a problem, problem just persists. Yep. Why would they change it? Yep. All right. Uh, anyway, let's. Escali, I gotta. I guess you you have been requested to read this next email as well. So oh, if you decide to read this one, please use Escali's best proper tone or British accent. There you go. Proper tone. You got. You got. You got one in you. You, uh, you want to. You want to work. Gonna, I'm gonna do. Do you got uh, a British in you? No, I'm gonna do hedonism, bot. <laughs> Surgery in an opera. How <laughs> droll. Esteemed hosts, as I enter the home stretch of another boring shift aboard the Garlean space station, I can hear the unmistakable sound of a Nero's salt emanating from the commander's empty office. Ooh. I move closer to investigate, only to find commentary by everyone's favorite YouTube commentator, Squall Loves Riona. <laughs> I continue to listen and catch wind of a possible petition to ban LBR on change.org. Oh, happy days. If you would be so kind as to provide a link to said petition, I am sure the commander would be happy to force us all to sign. Thank you in advance for your swift response, and please extend my warmest regards to the honorable Squall Loves Ranger nerfs. Sincerely, Anonymous. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks for the email. We appreciate it. Uh, And then uh, I kind of want to get, I want to see, do we have time for one more? We have time for one more. It's a little long, but I'm going to go ahead and read it anyway. Hello to the hosts of LBR and hi, Nika. Apologies if this email seems all over the place, but I have so many things to talk about. I won't list them all because I don't want to make it too long, so I'll probably be cutting corners on some of the explanations and thoughts. Going to start off by saying that I haven't played 14 in well over a month. I've logged in to do Beast Tribe dailies and to say hi to a few people. I've been dedicating uh, my real lifetime, uh, uh, my, I'm sorry, uh, I've been dedicating my time 
time uh, to real life and to Final Fantasy 11, which I'm enjoying more than 14 in its current state. And that really scares me. At this point, I'm going to compare some of the features uh, from 14 uh, to 11. And while I do understand that uh, they are two entirely different games and they should remain that way, uh, and but 14 could stand to learn a lot from its elder. Uh, 14 to me, uh, as it stands, is not a fun game and there are many reasons as to why that is, but I think that I've narrowed down the main reason why I don't enjoy it anymore. It was too easy and too quick to hit the level cap of 60. As I've been playing through 11, every single level up to me still feels like an accomplishment because I had to work hard Mm. to enjoy it and I can still progress through the storyline at the same time. Not saying that it was hard to level up at the uh, launch of Heavensward, but with the boosts to EXP gained from quests to make it accessible to new players has made it a bit too easy. I feel that uh, when Heavensward released, it was a great experience for a week. Then everyone had max level and uh, was just capping tomes and doing hunts again. That's a and good it was, point. That uh, first week after launch was a lot of fun. Yeah, and yep. it was and it was back to the things that a lot of people hated back in the 2.x series personally i would like to take uh at least i would like it to take at least a month to reach the level cap uh what i'm going to guess is 70 and while i'm guess uh well and while still having story missions you can go through after 70 because uh you do you realize how many msqs we had at 60 before 3.1 one uh, that's all well, and uh, that's all we had. <laughs> that's all we had, and uh, that's all uh, that is. Uh, the Aether Chemical Research Facility uh, and the uh, Singularity Re- uh, Reactor. Then no more MSQ till 3.1 to fix this. Uh, they, I think that they could have added about six or seven more quests after reaching 60, not including the Dungeon Unlock quest. Uh, coupled with the fact that uh, eye level increases every patch and it makes grinding for gear almost useless as it will never stay relevant for long. Even the raiding gear doesn't stay too relevant after about two patches. Uh, what I would do to fix this is that I would have about two or three patches stay at one eye level and have the stats on the new gear increase each patch until the eye level increases. And then the stats increase drastically. Uh, then you could uh, see opportunities for the EX primals to drop jobs drop job specific equipment while still being relevant eye level meaning that you would have to fight Thoradin for tank gear Bismarck for healer gear Ravana for DPS gear or have each primal drop individual job gear just spitballing ideas here uh, but I hope uh, you can get a discussion out of this email I feel like this email is dragged out for long enough and I'm sure uh, more bright new ideas that I uh, I would love to share with you all, but I'll do that in the next email that I send. Overall, I love FF14, and I'm not, uh, and I'm just uh, so tired of not enjoying it as much as I should. And I just want to be in a much better place than it is now. Hopefully, the expansion will fix that. Just want to say a big thank you f- uh, to my free company, Sirens Wake, and all of the members uh, on it for putting up with me, telling me uh, what their opinions on the game are, and for pointing out what people see differently in the game all the best riffond dusk white from the cactar server ps got my lbr swag and poster 
which uh, when it's framed and mounted, I'll send a picture to you guys. Cool. Thanks. That's Please do. Up. Thank you, Riffin, uh, for the support over at Patreon.com slash Limit Break Radio. Of course, we appreciate all of your support over at Patreon.com slash Limit Break Radio. Uh, T-shirts, uh, because Papa's not here, we're not... Uh, we don't have an update? Yeah, that's... It. Well, I mean, they're, they're being shipped here, but oh, um, okay. Papa's got to take them and then, uh, and then ship them back out. So, not totally sure when you're going to see them. If it starts getting much closer to D-Day of FanFest... F-Day. Yeah, F- day yeah if it starts getting too close to fan fest what we may do is we could just keep you know keep them with us and bring them to you at fan fest if you know you're going to be out there uh so that's that's another option as well so if you're chomping at the bit to get your t-shirt delivered uh make sure you reach out uh if you're going to be at fan fest and we can just bring it along with us and uh give it to you when you inevitably track our sexy asses down yeah yeah of course because that's going to happen at uh at fan fest anyway all right, that's going to do it here for Limit Break Radio this week. Uh, thanks, everyone, for uh, hanging out and for calling in. We appreciate your calls and uh, all of your emails. God, we got through, I think, maybe only a half Five, six. half dozen emails in that. That's crazy. Uh, thank you guys so much, uh, of course, for listening and for uh, helping out the show. We, uh, we really appreciate it, and we could not do it without you guys. It really is true that this show is uh, supported by our listeners and uh until we uh until this new show that we're making is successful and starts bringing in money that's 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 the entirety of the way that limit break radio and final encounter cast are supported so make sure you head on over to patreon.com slash limit break radio and support the content that we make today we would really appreciate it and if you like it i mean come on you listen to the show enough come on get, toss in a buck It's not going to hurt you. Anyway, all right, that's going to do it here for Limit Break Radio. I want to thank my crew, of course, Kooky Persona. It's been hanging out on the phone lines. Also, uh, shout out to uh, Cock Rings for that uh, rendition. Terrible rendition. Terrible rendition. But you know what? It led us into doing a good version of it, and that's what matters. Good is a weird word for it, but yeah. It was a thing. Perfect version. You're right. Anyway, uh, also, again, thank you guys for listening live here at twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. And of course, thank you to juxtaposition and Escalia Rayumasa. I'm an hero. Keep listening. Limit Break Radio is a production of LimitBreakRadio.com and Bender Media Productions. Today's episode was produced by Nero Grigori, Escalia Rayumasa, Juxtaposition, and Kuki Persona. Final Fantasy XIV and Eorzea are trademarks of Square Enix. Funding for Limit Break Radio is provided by Miri Kennett, Captain Failboat, Zurian Urexen, Azura Giacho, Bianca Forwin, Kalina Ashsaber, Thor Carson, My Waifu, Satori Komeji, Darbykins, Sakura Chan, and fellow Limit Break Radio listeners. To support Limit Break Radio, visit patreon.com slash limitbreakradio. Opening music in this episode from Daniel Lambie. Listen to Man with the Machine Gun and other great tracks at facebook.com slash Gamer. Closing music in this episode provided by Husky by the Geek. Listen to this and other great Final Fantasy XIV and video game rock covers and original music at Facebook.com slash Husky by the Geek. In-game graphics for Limit Break Radio's Twitch stream are provided by Diamond Multimedia. Check out their line of AMD graphics cards and other hardware at DiamondMM.com. Limit Break Radio and its hosts are solely responsible for its content. Mm-hmm.